got all my notes, got all my stuff, got a parody, but not got a respawn, because apparently he's doing some veteran stuff. He did say to me, he said, please could you shout out all the veterans? So shout out to all the veterans. Every last one. Yeah. Yeah, he he is out um, not in a state of current intoxication right now. No. Or intoxication. He drunk somewhere. <laughs> for how long? Unclear. For he, when? He started yesterday. He was able to. I think he <laughs> butt dialed me to tell me that he wasn't going to be here because it, it, there was some kind of slurred speech, and then Luna in the background shouting at him. And I was like, "I, I take it you're not going to be here today." And he's like, "Veterans Day drinking." I'm like, okay, got it. Oh, <laughs> see you next week. Take care. Be careful. Don't drive. I think Luna might have been driving, which might have been dangerous. But that's why Luna's there screaming in the background to keep you That's why he wanted to get a, to pass her test. Mm, all, it all starts to make sense now. All the pieces need, are falling Yeah, he place. needed somebody to drive him somewhere. Ah. Fair enough. So, um, let's start the show. Welcome to Two Titans and a Hunter, a Destiny 2 podcast. Dedicated in bringing you all the latest information, news, and opinions. This is the best show for new and veteran guardians alike, where we share tips, tricks, and tools to help you succeed and enjoy playing even more. So with all that said, let me hand you over to your hosts, the triumph-hunting titan night demon, the pink-panted pansy, Proti, and your hunter masterator. Mr. No One Responds in Real Life! And here we are. We are here. It is you. I'm here. You're here. I'm here. And we're here. And even though they won't be hearing this, uh, deepest apologies to uh, the T-Rex King and whoever else was going to show up this morning, or possibly 45 minutes from now, expecting a live stream to start and uh, a live show to listen to. Mm-mm. No, there isn't. Mm. Not this week. So. Yeah. You know that I, I tell you to go and I hit to the page and hit the bell because you never know what's going to happen because we never know what's going to happen. It's no. a surprise for everyone involved. Every week, it's a surprise that we actually turn up every week for five years to do this. It is, and yet somehow it happens. It gets done. Yeah, it gets out to the people. The people presumably listen to it, and then we do it again and again. And but yeah, the, we, we got a lot of feedback from last week's episode saying that they really enjoyed it, which was quite nice. Um, Gator contacted me and said, from Guardian Down, said that he really enjoyed our takes on like our experiences, basically, in like the world of business and jobs, really. So, And I think we had another feedback from... We had a couple of feedbacks from people in our Discord saying that they enjoyed the show. But then we had an email, if I can find it. Seven hours later. So we had an email from Alex who said that he just wanted to say that he loved learning how business worked from you guys' perspective in the latest podcast. It was certainly not what he was expecting and very enjoyable to listen to. Anyway, keep up the good work and see you in the next seven months season. Thank you very much, Alex, for sending yeah, that. It was much appreciated. Yeah, I mean, last week, as I said to Gator, didn't kind of... It wasn't a kind of week that I just didn't want to kind of jump on the same bandwagon as everybody else and 
and I know it was the topic of the week and it had something to do with Destiny, but it didn't have anything really to do with the game as we like to talk about the game. But it was a a topic of the week for the game. So, yeah, and that's and that's sort of the nice thing about the. It, it's irritating some weeks when something exciting happens on a Thursday or Friday. We go, okay, we we have to wait, we have to wait till Saturday and then record, and then you guys will hear it, you know, like by Monday or Tuesday. And then, but some weeks it's sort of nice going. Let's all all the drama can get over. Everyone can give their hot takes. Everyone can make their videos, and so by the time you do hear us, you've heard it all. We, yeah. we don't need to contribute to the to the everyone having their opinions and and oh my god and hot take reactions to this and late breaking news. It's like here's here's what happened. Here's our spin on it because you know, everything that's been said has already been said. There's nothing new to add to this. We don't know anything. We still don't. You know, now a week later, so we still don't have any confirmation on anything being delayed. It's all just you know in, insider information. You know. Yeah. yeah. Again, you know, people talking to reporters saying, "Hey, here's what's going to happen," which is not, which is not to discredit them. I'm not saying you know, obviously they're lying or obviously this isn't going to happen. It's just as was pointed out again by everyone on Thursday, there's no confirmation of anything in the in the twelve this week. No, there was no no talk about anything being moved, anything being delayed. Just hey, guys, new season comes out the 28th of November. It's going to be here in two weeks. You're going to enjoy it. And what happens after that? We don't. We don't really talk about that. We don't. We're not sure. Well, it's, what, it's like I said last happened. week. If you actually read the statement they put out in their forward path, our, our path forward, they basically said that they will talk about the PvP stuff, which is this week. We're going to talk about that. Then mm-hmm. they were going to talk about the new season, and then once the new season's over, then they would. Or once we're into the new season, then they will talk about the final shape. So, like I said, we'll be a couple of weeks, maybe, because I was listening to as I do, uh, a couple of other podcasts. And they were saying that by the time the new season's here, we've got Thanksgiving over in America. Um, and then we've got a couple of weeks to kind of get into the dawning. And then they're normally on a two-week holiday break over December. So by the time we come back a- after Christmas might be the time that they actually come out and say, oh, by the way, um, this is going to be delayed. So, Or they could do it in the couple of weeks after thanksgiving and and just kind of just before kind of christmas but they might not want to do that kind of as a business perspective because maybe people will ask for like the expansion of christmas Mm -hmm. and things like that so yeah it's like i said last week they will get to it if it is delayed we'll know probably you know after the new season drops and sometime maybe towards january is a possibility it's all business, remember? It's yeah. all business, all yeah. money. Do you, yeah. Do do you drop the news out the door when you're leaving for that two-week break at the end of the year and say, oh, hey, guys, by the way, so this is going to be delayed. Uh, you can all scream about it on social media for a couple of weeks. Yeah. By the time we come back in January, the din will have died down. Because, I mean, you know, no matter what they do, that's what's going to happen. And they're like, we can just drop this news and then go spend time with their families and go, we don't have to look at social media for a couple of days. <laughs> we can take a two-week break and go, you all can scream and, and gnash of teeth and whatever else. What I mean, I'm assuming at this point that like the decision is made. Like they know what they're going to do, even if they haven't announced it to the you know the rest of the company. Like I, I don't think they're really waffling at this point. I'm going to assume they're like we know what's going to happen. Again, you know, Destiny's content is so far ahead of what we see. You know, there are two, three, four seasons or episodes now into the future of you know not it not being done and ready to to deliver to us. But you know, as far as it. 
you know, being written and planned and, you know, character models being made and dialogue being recorded, all that stuff happening. Like, it's not like they're, you know, turning on a dime and going, oh, hey, we're going to do all this tomorrow. It's like, what's done is done. It's just, when do you tell us about it? And who's left to tell us about it? Because we have the Destiny 2, we have, you know, Destiny 2 team this week writing to us. And uh, there, there's just something a little, a little off. I mean, like, it was good information and all, but like, I sort of miss it being like a person with some personality. Like, it's, I, yeah. I'm realizing this week, like, how much I missed you know, when different people would write twabs and I would go, oh, well, you like, you know, there's there's little kitty cat and dog hunt I can find. You know, there's little hidden pictures in here. It's just, you know, you know, people talk about like writers having a voice. Person- yeah, having a personality to the twab for that yeah. week anyway. Yeah, and it just, this was like, I mean, like good information. Like the information's there, but just there was no, it was it was very much like, we are a company. Here is our update. Please read our update. Which again is, is I'm not you know no slander against it. whoever you know put this together and wrote this and whatever. It's just I didn't realize how much I missed the personality until it was gone. Hmm. Uh, but it's that thing of that they wanted to kind of make sure that their like employees were protected because when there was outrage about certain different things, then they would get attacked on the social media side. So I think it was it was all part of that. But as you said, yeah, it's it's very weird now that it's just. Bungie two teams. Yeah. 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 I mean, again, like on the social media side, a hundred percent. Yeah. Like you, people need to be taken care of. Like, like, yeah. Like I, I don't, I don't fault them for a second for, for putting things under the, you know, the team itself, especially when it's like someone's actual account they're using for things that could, you know, one day not be associated with the company anymore. As I've seen some people posting, uh, the company coming back to them and begging them to, uh, uh, remove the two-factor authentication and stuff, and for the social media accounts off their phones mm. because they couldn't figure out how or couldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> so good times. Yeah, uh, maybe that's why they're not tweeting from those accounts and whatever because they can't. <laughs> anyway, shall we start with our patch? Shall we start with our twid? Where our twab? It, it it will never be a twid. Never. <laughs> Where would let, you like to start this week? Let us start with our update 7.2.5.3, which went live on the 7th, which was our reset day. Which surely did. was a very weird reset day because I logged on to do our videos. And um, yeah, it let me log on um, just because the, the patch went early on that day. And because mm. oh, uh, I'll talk about <laughs> it in a minute. But yeah, the patch went live early, <laughs> so the game got shut off earlier than normal. Managed to log back in, and I could look at the Eververse. I could look at my character. I could not go anywhere though, and everybody else was in the same situation. That mm. you could you could log on to the game, and you could just sit there in orbit, and that's about it. You could you could look through stuff on the tabs, so I could look at what was available on Eververse and. I could see my character every time I tried to swap the helmet or something out to kind of do my shaders. And I was like, okay. And then it would, it would spin and it kept going, coming up contact, contacting destiny two servers. And then it would log me out. I was like, Oh, and it wasn't until I think it must've been about 45 minutes later. It all kind of just settled down, but the maintenance was still going on in the background. But yeah, we had an update for on Tuesday. So there was good stuff in there. And bad stuff. 
Yeah. And some stuff that you went eh about. So yeah, this is from our Destiny dev team. We have some Trials of Osiris uh, patches. They implemented the quitter protection for matches that start with missing players. There's also an in-game message uh, currently references the competitive division. that They will fix the messaging at a later date. Increase the drop rate for the adept weapons for wins after completing a flawless passage. There was also a bug as Trials went live on the weekend. I was going to say, you, yeah. You were not yeah. actually getting your Astral, your Astral Horizon shotgun for going flawless. They have fixed that now. Uh, you know, So if you were able to get an Adept Astral Horizon shotgun, it wasn't dropping. Um, yeah, so that they, they resolved weird. the issue. So I don't know if you got one, if it wasn't dropping like you should have, or if you have to go flawless again to get one. You know, they didn't. Again, I'm not flawless. I don't know how they fixed it, but they did say, hey, this has been resolved. So yeah, I don't know if it, it kind of went, oh, by the way, you went flawless. Here it is in the postmaster. You missed out on it. Or it's like, oh, go and do it again. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it, so, it seems to be every, every couple of weeks that this seems to happen, that mm-hmm. Trials goes live, and then they put out a tweet saying, oh, we've heard that Adept weapons are not dropping from the flawless chest or this isn't dropping from the flawless chest or it's not counting that you've done a flawless it's like okay and and then they go and say on the tuesday reset this week that they've increased the drop rate of adept weapons up for wins after it's like so Mm -hmm. uh, if you've increased the drop rate of adept weapons after winning flawless just fix the thing before that because people want the first one it's like doesn't make sense yeah, if I if I worked hard and I've been successful to get to the lighthouse, I want to get the thing that I earned for getting yeah. to the lighthouse. Some of us get there once and once in their lifetime, and that's it. And to have the experience of I'm here and you get nothing, or you get just whatever else was coming with it, very disappointing. But it's like we um, always say, isn't it? Like, whenever there's a new season or there is a new something, or, I mean, it shouldn't be the case. always wait a couple of hours always wait like a a day or so and then everything kind of settles down and you can kind of get into the game i mean more often than not we we find that the patch goes live and then maintenance is still ongoing or the game doesn't come back up because they're having issues and it's always like prime time for you guys over in the us but over here it's like i think it gets about eight or nine o'clock in the evening and I'm not staying up at that point because I've got to get the kids to bed and things. So I play the next day. I come along and everything's hunky-dory. And all I've seen on kind of Twitter and, and all the other kind of social media things like Reddit is like people getting stressed at the fact that they log on at the time that they're told to log on and mm-hmm. it's down or there's an issue or there's this or there's that. And it's like, yeah. Problems with a live service game, I guess. Yep. Yeah, it's... Yeah, it's not like these are rare occurrences. If you know, d- don't set your watch around. Oh, they keep on me back up at, at one p.m. Let me let me make sure I'm ready at one. No, at one p.m. Go make yourself some lunch, get a drink, set yourself down, find your favorite comfy pants to get into, then maybe think about turning the game on. Then if it's working and beautiful, be surprised and, and thankful. And if not, then you won't have you know you'll be stressing out watching the you know contacting Destiny Destiny two servers message or uh, the game just spinning at you. And then you'll be able to watch the adjusted spawns and the heavy ammo placement and zone balancing on the radiant cliffs. So they also fixed that in Trials. Uh, in Checkmate, they reduced the bow damage and reduced hand cannon body shot damage. Will it matter? We'll see. I'm, I'm guessing you haven't gone anywhere near Checkmate this week. 
No, because as I keep saying, it should be Relic. We were told it was Relic that was coming back that for the final few weeks of the season. It's like they said Relic for the first four weeks, then it was going to be Checkmate Control, Checkmate Rumble, Checkmate whatever else it was. There was just those six weeks in between. Then it would go back to Relic. It's not gone back to Relic and nobody's addressed it. And I'm really confused because... I'm telling people it's Relic this week in videos and, and even now on the podcast should be Relic. So, yeah. So sure. I wish they would address it and say that um, either there's an issue with Relic or they changed their minds and said, oh, by the way, we've changed our minds on this. We want to put Checkmate back in there because we want to get more data. Makes sense. Just a line in the TWAB or something, please. Mm-hmm. Telling somebody who could tell us. Yes. That's, and that's the problem when you don't have a team to tell us. We don't know the things you're supposed to tell us. Ah, but what we do know is, is a quarter's end. You know, things have been happening there. They fix an issue where players reach the final stand shortly after breaking Crota's shield would fail the all-for-one challenge. So now you will not fail your all-for-one challenge, presumably. And they fix an issue allowing Crota to <laughs> instantly be defeated by, push, by being pushed out of the map. So I'm, I'm going to tell you that Bungie's going to tell you that, that you can get your all-for-one challenge and, and that you cannot boop Crota off the map and succeed. But I'm going to guess the Night Demon and Cheese Forever are going to tell you that is not the case. Yeah. <laughs> I think they fixed it. I have, I, from what I heard on Tuesday after the, the reset and on the Wednesday and furthermore from Lucky Tempe and other people that were posting on social media saying, um, you said you fixed it. And we can't actually complete that triumph now because it doesn't seem to work because <laughs> the game kind of breaks. So I don't know if it's actually 100% been fixed now. I think they fixed it, but I can't 100% be sure because we haven't got a live chat to kind of check, I guess. Well, you know, they fixed the issue for some players. So, so now they just fixed it by breaking it for all players. So if you just can't get, can't get the all for one challenge done, problem solved. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and, and I'm going to assume that somebody out there is going, yeah, no, you can still boot crud off a map. You just have to do it in this way instead. Yeah. That seems to be the way of these things. Uh, your seasonal activity, they fixed an issue where the Ascension Major Arcan- Arcana card was not applying Scorch to combatants. And I still have the known issue of, I don't know what any of those cards do when they come up, and I have no idea what they're meant to do. So, great. I'm glad that something is... Now maybe they working, are, maybe wasn't working before. You know when we used to have different like like when we used to have the initial kind of strikes. Or even now when you have strikes, or if you go into a card, it gives you buffs and debuffs. Mm-hmm. So these cards are basically cards that you can pick three buffs out of your cards that you can pick for buffs. Now you don't get those three buffs going into like uh Sabbath Inspire. But what it will give is one out of those three cards will be picked and you can use those. You don't get to pick it. The game picks it. You can redraw the card when you stand in front of the uh, the witch's stick thing area. Mm-hmm. When you first start the game or when you first start Sabbath Inspire, it says redraw card. Again, I'm not entirely sure what the card is. Um, maybe I'm missing it on the side of my screen that I can redraw the card to give me another one of the cards that I've actually selected. You go to the Ananathium, is where you get the cards. They're all lit up rounds there. 
and you can select the three that you want or the three buffs that you want to be playable in the seasonal activities, basically. And then it will randomly choose from one of those three that you've selected to be a buff in whichever activity. And you can redraw it at different stages through that activity. So if you've enabled all of them, then you're just getting some card and you don't remember what any of them actually do. No, if so you've enabled you, the thing is if you've <laughs> enabled them, if you've actually gone to the lectern and you've gone, right, I've got this and I've done X, Y, and Z to unlock them, yes, the cards will be unlocked, but as long if you haven't gone over to the actual card floating in the Ananatheum, I think it's the Ananatheum. Oh yes, I've done that. You, I, I, you I, have to actually walk over and physically select and unselect each card. Yep. So I have basically all of them selected, which I assume is I, you know, are illuminated with the fires burning in the cauldron beneath. I assume that is the select, and if there's no fire, it is unselected. I guess so. so. Yeah. So yeah, I, I've selected all of them, but I wish the game would just you know show me a tooltip or you know show me a something going. You know, this card was drawn, and then show me what that card's doing for me. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I think you're right. Maybe I should just go turn off like all the ones, except for like the one or two or three that I care about. Mm. And then remember their names. Cause I just have completely checked out. I, 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 I enjoy the whole like tarot deck idea. I just don't, you know, don't know what the cards are or do. And it's not like they give much of a hint. I don't know what the lie gives me. Like, you know, there's nothing really in a hint. there going, Oh, this is a solar thing. Obviously. Anyway. The yeah. season is almost over, so it, it won't matter here in a, a couple of weeks. Well, it will, because we've still got seasonal stuff that we can still do for next season. Remember, when you kind of... It's season one, two, and three, you will still get to do up until the end of season four. It's season four of whichever year that we're in is the one that's kind of cut short. So where, whatever length we have for season 23 is the amount of time that you get to do all of season 23 stuff, catch up on season 22, 21, and 20, if you need to do those. So, And you remember they exist, and you say, yeah, sure, I'll do that activity again for the 400 trillionth time. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> I, thought, I thought the game was just flat out broken the other day, because I was going into, not the Spire, but like the, the other one, which I can't think of the name of now. We're, we're basically, you know, run around, wave your stick in the air, and then summon a thing. Yeah, basically court of orcs, but outside in the throne world. And like I loaded in and it was me and two other people looking very confused with like a countdown timer from like 10, you know, saying 10 seconds left. Yeah. But then nothing happened. The timer just like stopped at four seconds and then nothing happened. So I was like, okay, let me go back to orbit. Let me go back in again. Went back in two different people standing around looking very confused with a countdown timer going and nothing, you know, nothing to interact with. There was no, no live area we could go to, no chest to collect. You know, there was nothing there to do. And, and then I was like, okay, so let me go. And then I went in a third time, same situation. One other person standing there looking really confused. I was like, and I don't remember what day this was. Yeah. I I had the same thing happen to me. Yeah. You know, I mean, it wasn't like, you know, might've been Tuesday evening. It certainly wasn't like right at reset. So then, uh, at that point, I just had to inspire, and it was fine. And then I came back, you know, hours later and tried it, and then it worked. But I was like, "This is broken," and I don't see anything. I mean, I went to you know, I went to the Bungie Help on Twitter, and I was like, "I don't see anybody anywhere talking about this." So either no one's playing it, no one's acknowledged it, or it's just me. I don't know. 
Well, no, actually, when you said that, that reminded me the not this week, but last week when we had the double XP in Gambit, I thought I'll go and play some Gambit. Let's let's go and play some Gambit. Let's get some double XP. And the same thing happened to us. We got to I think it was ninety five moats banked. The other team was still on like fifteen. We'd played really well, and then nothing. There were no enemies. There was nothing to do. We were running around like headless chickens, going to each different area uh, on the the um, Titan map. Mm-hmm. And the area that said that had enemies, there, there was nobody. We looked off the, you know, people were looking over the edge. That I just couldn't explain it. It was just, and we just kept getting invaded. And they were sending over blockers because we were stretched because we were all in these different places looking for whichever enemy needed to be killed. It was like um now we've got like all these invaders and now we've got all the, these um uh enemies kind of popping up and we got our our, our we got our bank drained and they mm-hmm. won the game and it was like this is ridiculous how how has this happened and it happened for two games that we suddenly we did really well we got up to like 80 i think for the second time and then no enemy spawned in and mm. it didn't make any sense yeah i've i've yeah, I've never had that happen, at least to me on the no enemy spawning side. I've definitely, you know, I've, it is definitely a bug in the game. Like, I've definitely heard people and, and seen, you know, seen YouTube videos and stuff of that happening. Going, yeah, we're going along just fine. And all of a sudden, just the enemies stop spawning. And then there's nothing you can do at that point, but either quit out or just wait for the other team to win. Yeah. Yeah, it was a very bizarre kind of moment. So do we talk about the elephant in the room? Have we finished with our, our patches, our, uh, our update? Nearly. We, we, they, they did fix basically all of those um, exotics in, in armor and expressions. Uh, they updated the definitions of the <laughs> Shards of Galanor, the Syntheseps, the Stompies, the Mechaneer's Trick Sleeves, the Celestial Nighthawk, and the Karnstein Armlets to, you know, to be back to what they're actually doing now versus what they're going to be doing in the future. So as of Tuesday, those exotics will actually show their effects as they are in game today. Yes, they they did fix the issue causing the in the emote as I hit my microphone. They fixed the issue causing this emote. Can't hear you. To not display its effect as intended, but now the emote will display its effects as intended. Also, uh, the handheld supernova could freeze some moving objects. Now it cannot. And uh, they reduced the frequency of the match, match, blah, max, max witch keys on on screen message. The yes. one that I see very often, which, to be fair, after many days prompted me to try to go play the broken activity <laughs> to spend my witch keys, which then I could not. Yeah, the, the the game is like really trying to get get with me about my extended car's warranty with those witch witch queen keys. I'm like, I, I know my keys are maxed out. I, I do not care. I don't want to spend them. It's not worth the time investment. No. So let's address the elephant in the room. Hello, elephant in the room. Are you there to talk to us? Or are you just listening in? Are you paranoid we're going to talk about you, elephant? Yeah, I'm just listening because I don't think you can hear me even if I wanted you to. We can hear you. Yeah, among everything else happening. Yeah. Roving Reporter Respawn has managed to report. What, what have you got to report today? Uh, it's loud and it's hot. Okay. Are you having fun? Uh, well, not yet. I haven't got my drinks yet. 
Oh. No, I'm kidding. We're actually at a um that 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 won't happen until later. There's a giant bounty house city uh that's out here for today and my wife wanted to bring my kid here so he's uh he's high on um whatever whatever kids get high on whenever they're having fun so yeah that's where we're at right now sugar and good times yeah yeah but yeah i'm just i'm just listening because i'm here by myself and i'm lonely while they're all playing did you manage to play some destiny this week uh yeah not a lot of it though I mean, I jumped on, I did some weeklies, and then I jumped off because, you know, my solar build is not working the way it's supposed to, and my freezy build isn't doing what it's supposed to, so I'm guessing some of these nerfs that I didn't want to hit yet have hit, and now I'm sad panda. Oh. So it's not just user error, then? Uh, no. Well, it sounds no, like it no, could be user error. No, 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 no. It's the the things that I'm used to working the way that they're supposed to be working aren't working the way they're supposed to be working anymore. Error. Ah. Uh, As my niece would say, it sounds like a skill issue. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a skill issue on the side of the programmers that keep nerfing my sh- So, yeah. That nobody's nerfed anything. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. They haven't. Nobody's things have been nerfed. It's actually my trip mine build. It, is, it has been very, very nerfed. I can't stick three trip mines to a single enemy before they detonate anymore, and that makes me very sad panda. Oh. How many trip mines can you stick to a single enemy? One. It's mm, not nearly enough. Maybe no, you, it's not you, nearly enough. And then when, when it detonates, you're supposed to get a whole bunch... Well, you used to get a whole bunch of energy back, but you don't. And then uh, the rest of the build is, well, if you don't get enough energy back, then you hit them with your, your three burning blades of doom... And that's supposed to give you enough to, to give you your grenade energy back. And that also does not work the same way anymore. So you you get the one trip mine and that's it. And it has to kill somebody for you to get energy back instead of just damaging them. So it's very no bueno. Unfortunate all around. You know what still works great? Banner of War. Still great. Yeah, tell me about it. No, actually, don't tell me about it because I don't want to hear it. Well, if you're a PvE main, it doesn't really matter, does it, to you? You you like Banner of War. It helps you. Well, yeah, actually, you're right, because in PvE, I quite enjoy a Titan with the green flag on. You know, it makes my life that much easier. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Why be a tank when you can be a tank and a support class? Exactly. (laughs) Why be a tank when you can be a god? No, no, we we kill those. We've killed a couple of those. They, They don't tend to do well around us. We're also in the process of making one, if you recall. Uh, you know, make, kill, it's all the same. Gotta keep the supply coming. I'm pretty sure those are literally polar opposites. No. So, while we've got you, Respawn, and we're, we're talking about playing Destiny this week, did you manage to do your Imbaru engine this week? Or have you missed that? No, I'm stuck on the one where I have to like go find the chests on the different walls, and if you pick the wrong chest, you die. So you're stuck on the first one? Yep, I'm right yes. there with you. Okay. Well, I, I have linked a guide from Ibontis the last couple of weeks. It is in our show notes if you want to go and follow it. it. tells you where to go and get the cards from, where to go and do the chests, and which symbols you need to be looking out for. So you could go and do that. and. I've got the new one for this week, which we nobody saw coming. 
for the, the final Embaru engine, which will link to next season, which I, I know people have talked about it, but we're not going to spoil it for you because if you've managed to avoid social no, media... I've said already. I've already been spoiled. No, no, no but it, other people that have listened listening to this show, maybe, you know, you've been away for a while and, and you don't know what's going, what next season's going to be. Bungie themselves did tweet out an image and the, the text for next season. So if you don't want to be spoiled, don't look at Bungie social media. Don't look at the twelve this week because the image is... Yeah, you're there absolutely not going back to the Dreaming City. Nope, not even a little bit. No, but and listen... And absolutely don't don't open YouTube this week or go anywhere near anybody who's doing anything for Destiny. Yeah. Right. Apart from us, because we're not going to spoil it. But, you know, at the end of the Embaru engine, there is an heirloom that you need to go and collect. So that's a good thing, because the heirloom will hopefully help us. What if I don't collect the heirloom? What, what if I just say, listen, I have enough heirlooms. I, I've put them in this tank. They're very safe. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? If because a lot of people haven't been doing the Embaru engine, and it, I don't think even if you don't do it, it won't affect your game for next season. It's, it's just like the seasons will just carry on marching on and on and on, regardless of what you've done the previous season. It's like nothing has a consequence. It's like, well, if you want to go and do the Embaru engine, you know, there, there's an enhancement core for you, an enhancement prism or whatever. I think it's the core, isn't it? The, the yeah. The watch them call it the, the golf balls. You get one of that, um, I think, for doing week three of the Embaru engine, and then week four, you get the heirloom. So, good times, but also, you do get a cutscene at the end of that, which so, which shows so our guardian season, working something out. Oh, uh, okay. So, all season, I've been doing the weekly activity, well, I thought it was a weekly activity, and then I accidentally got got into the mission with the chest that kill you, right? Yeah. So you're telling me all the stuff that I've been doing was not actually the weekly missions at all. No, that they, they were the <laughs> weekly missions, but this Embargo okay. engine was the final piece of the puzzle. But you don't necessarily oh, need to okay. do the final piece of the puzzle. And the sad thing about it, apparently, this the Embargo engine part of it is going to be going away at the end of this season. So I think it's November 27th, isn't it? Is the the final day of season 22, the Embaru engine and the, this final kind of piece of the puzzle won't be available for people to complete. So you've got to kind of get it done in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. And at some point I'm going to sit down with my buddy Abantis and he's going to hold my hand and walk yes. me through step by step and say, listen, you're at the beginning of this. I know you're at the beginning of this. Here's yes. how you can solve this. And then the next one, the next one, just knock it all out at once and then it'll be done, and then something will matter. Yeah. See, I did watch a couple of videos. On, I watched a couple of videos on it this week because I wanted to kind of just mm -hmm. get going on it. And I didn't realize that I had to go and find another Arcania card. And it's hidden in, I think it's the Sabbath Inspire. It's over on like one of the, they point it out in the video. But when I, when I checked out a video, I thought, oh, I'll do kind of um, esoteric because esoteric does quick videos you know, bits of text on the screen shows you where you're going. Didn't show me where to go and get the card. I was like, oh, so I end up, I end up having to, I think he put, you know, link in the description for uh, the cards and things. So I was like, I have to go and find another video to tell people if they haven't done it, like you guys, where to go and get everything because you need everything 
and you need to know everything. But so, you just said he put a link in the description. The video's yes, but, right there, isn't it? Yeah, but I couldn't. Yeah, but you, mm-hmm. when you watch a video, you don't want to go and click a link to go oh, and see another see. video sometimes. Okay. You just want it all in one kind of place. So Astacross and Ibontis put out two videos this week telling you where to go. Even Fallout did. like. But I'll put the Ibontis one because we'll keep with Ibontis on the Embaru engines because that's what I've, I've done for the last couple of ones. So, yeah. So yeah, um, the question about the Embaru engine that I had earlier is if I am in fact on week one, yes. and let's say I jump on and I complete it, will it put me into the next one and then I complete that and I can, and then, or am I going to have to go week by week by week by week? No, right? as, long, as long as you've got all the cards unlocked from doing, I think you get one card for completing the actual eight week campaign. You get another one uh-huh. from finding it somewhere in the, in the game and you get the other two from finding. So you get, I think all four cards from do, just completing the game. And then you can go, okay. you can literally do the Embaro engine one after each other. You can go from one okay, room, that was to, another room to another room to another room. Yeah. Yep. That is also my plan, Respawn, because I also, I I've been, I did the campaign and I jumped in the engine. I'm not even sure I completed the first one. <laughs> I, I, I sort of struggled until it was like, <laughs> until it would pop and was like, you've tried enough. Go, go over here and listen to this, you know, radio message or whatever, you know, whatever the next oh, thing was. It? Like, like I, said, I, I don't even think I got that far. I got stuck on the part where like the, the treasure chests are starting to like spawn on the walls and upside down and all that other craziness. Yeah. Yeah, and that's no, where I'm, I died. Yeah, you yeah, know, I'm right there with you. Like I, I got I, I opened I think two of the chests and then could never figure out what I was doing to get the last one or whatever. And then just gave yeah, up because the game like, was the like symbols- it doesn't matter. Go ahead. Cause I realized with the chest, somewhere around that chest, it, there's a symbol that delineates which one is on the left and which one is on the right. And the one symbol I kept picking, it kept opening the right chest. I'm like, cool. I just got to keep picking this one. So I went to the next set of chests, which was sideways on a wall, and their symbol was behind them underneath a platform. And I'm like, all right, cool. That's the chest I need to open. And it's the same symbol I had been opening up to this point. And the game said no and killed me. I'm like, dude. <laughs> Wrong. How are you going to have something work all these times and then it just not work the last time? Yeah, that's yeah, that, that's basically where I got to it again. Like, Either either I failed it enough times or I just gave up and the game was like, oh, now you can go over here. So I just did that and said, you know, if, if this is important, I'll come back to it at some point. That's honestly <laughs> normally how I treat these puzzles that like are not like are, are not midway through the story. And I know I'm blocking like, you know, weekly quest progression on them. I just say, yeah. I'll, I'll wait until I can do these all at once and then just sit down on one afternoon or evening and just do everything straight through with a guide. Now, I did also pull up. um I've had Esoteric's uh, all 56 card locations video, yes. which is, you know, because I was like, I'm, I'm sure I'm missing some. I know I've gotten most of the ones that are sort of findable and I've stumbled across. But I mean, I know I'm missing a handful. They may all be from the Embaru engine. We'll see. <laughs> but if not, I was like, oh, let me pull that up too, just to be sure that, uh, just to be sure I can find the rest of these. Cause, and, and he has them, like, the video is only you know, six and a half minutes, but they're all time stamped into where you can actually go get these. Yeah, I think with that one, I, I I've got a bit confused because I'm only missing card number sixteen. In the if you go along from the top left along and then next line down along, so I'm missing card number sixteen, and I cannot find where it is because nobody says right this card number one, number two, number three, number mm-hmm, four, number mm-hmm. five. That's what I need. I need a kind of a list of where these ones are because I'm missing one specific one, and that's it. Yeah, yeah, they're they're labeled as like 
Altars of Summoning Normal Opaque Card or Savathun Inspire Solar yeah. Opaque Card. So yeah, he's like, tell me what, what this card's name is, then I can go find where it is in the game. But yeah, that's, that's on the list to do between now and the end of the month, hopefully. But I, I, do wanna, I do want to talk a little bit of spoilers. And oh, I know man. this is kind of... You I want to talk, talk about something to do with next season. And, but I, I, you know, and I know... Season of the fish, uh huh. Yeah, it's all about fishing next season. <laughs> so I, I will put a spoiler thing here, so th- there'll be alarms going off and giving you a, a bit of time, and there will be t- timestamps as well. So timestamps, alarms, giving you enough time to get out, skip this bit, and then jump forward to the next bit. So three, add a note, two, one. Okay. So now we're talking about next season. And it's going to be Season of the Wish, but I'm really, oh yeah, it does come up. I'm really interested because a lot of people were speculating that the wish that we're kind of going to be granted from an Ahamkara, or the the Wish Dragon, basically, is going to be to get through the portal to get to the Witness. And my first thought was, well, what happens if that is not the wish? What happens if the wish is to bring back Cade? And that was my first thought. And I was thinking, because mm. nobody's talking about this. And I was thinking, well, sh- surely Cade has come back. He doesn't know how he's come back. He doesn't know the reasons why no, he's no, come no. back. If Aladdin has taught me anything, it's that a wish cannot bring a person back from the dead. Yes, but that's the thing with the wish dragons, isn't it? It's always uh, a give and take for it. So they're giving us something back, but there's also a restriction to that. So maybe that's why he is back, but he's in the Traveller and can't come out of the Traveller, but we've got him back for a specific well, thing. Are we trading? Maybe, because Aquora was in there talking to Cade, remember? Yeah. So on your line of thinking... Are we trading Ikora for Kate? Is Ikora sacrificing herself so Kate can come back? No, 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 no. This is where I think it's going to get spicy, and this is where I've heard no talk about this whatsoever. So, yes, we probably, as the Guardians and as the story going forward, use the the heirloom, the the dragon egg, the Ahamkara egg, the wish dragon, to get where we need to get, to get into the portal. But thinking with that, and we're going back to the Dreaming City, Who's in the Dreaming City or who's connected to the Dreaming City? We have Petrovench, we have Queen Mara, and we have the Crow uh, or Aldrin, whoever, whoever he's going by now. We haven't heard much from Crow recently. And through all his kind of interactions that we've had in the story going forward is him kind of being upset and being remorseful for what he's done in his past and going for, we went through that whole season of him regretting and regressing and all those kind of ghosts that were kind of plaguing him. What happens if the crow decides he wants to trade himself for Cade in the respect of trading himself for bringing back Cade as a kind of sacrifice to help us going forward in the story? I think that wouldn't, I mean, that wouldn't be beyond the, be the realms of... But here's the thing. You could do that, but because the voice actor for Zavala is, you know, not voice acting anymore, it would make more sense if maybe it started that way. Maybe he wanted to sacrifice himself, but something happens and it ends up Zavala 
that sacrifices himself. Because that'll tie up that loose end really nicely since the voice actor is no longer doing the thing, right? So, it's, yeah. I mean, because he did save Zavala, right? So Zavala, if you wanted to tie it in a nice, neat little bow, would return the favor by saving uh, the crow from sacrificing himself. Ergo, Zavala gets sacrificed, and we get Cade back. But how many people would it, it satisfy for Crow to give his life for bringing back or g- trading? Yeah, trading his kind of, you know, guardianness or guardianship, his card basically to be a guardian to, to bring back Kay to help us. But then the restriction is because he's made the wish with the wish dragon that there's always a twist to it that we do get Kay back, but the, he, he's not able to come out of the traveler. What do you reckon, Parody? Am I just crazy with this one? I don't know. I, I I think it's interesting how they haven't really mentioned Kate at all as no. someone but coming the, back and just this going. Is what, this is what's making me think that they're, they're re- because if you don't want to talk about it or don't want people focusing on it, you keep quiet, you keep still. You, we, we've gone, oh yeah, he's coming back and he is back and that and that's it. And you you don't want to draw pe- people are like, oh, you know, Wish Dragon, this is how we're going to get you through it. But then there's also the other thing of, well, Kate's back and nobody said anything about Kate yet. So yeah, like you said, they haven't said anything. First roll the final shape as we don't talk about the final shape. Yeah. I mean, what you're talking about makes sense, and I could totally see that happening, but I'm just trying to find a way to, to tie Zavala into it, because if they're going to change the voice actor, people are going to notice. You know what I'm saying? So instead of changing the voice actor, just, you know, have him... I mean, we were all talking about have him go off in a blaze of glory, right? I mean, this could be that opportunity for him to go off in a blaze of glory while also fulfilling the requirement to satisfy the wish dragon to bring back Cade. That would make everything all nice and neat. But from a, from a business also, perspective, Bungie though, is not about being nice and neat either. So, well, they are now. But as a business perspective, it's probably cost them more money to get Nathan Fillion to come back and do Cade than it would be for Keith David to continue to do Zavala. So it probably may, I mean, we've had Ikora replaced. We've had Cade replaced in the past. So it, you know, Bungie aren't, I mean, in the English versions anyway, we, we've heard also in like previous twabs that they've had to replace like the, the other language, um, uh, Zavala's yeah, and Cade. The difference and- is this. They didn't, the, the actors, the voice actors just didn't want to play the voices anymore or Bungie no, no, couldn't no, afford no. them or whatever, right? No, it, well, but well, Zavala's voice, okay, but still, you know, it, it was probably more of a financial thing or a time constraint thing, right? So, yeah, whatever. But the voice actor for Zavala died. And at least yeah. in my opinion, you should honor that by not replacing him with somebody else. That's just me, you know? The if they replace him... That ship yeah, sailed. I mean, did it though? It has. Yeah. It's Keith David. Like, like they've already said, like he's gonna he's stepping in and voice the character going right. forward. And he, like, yeah, that, he's going that, forward that in long term. That decision is made. Those voice uh, lines are recorded. Oh well, that's unfortunate. <laughs> Whatever. That plan's out the window then. Yeah, but no, I mean, I I see where you're coming from. It, uh, Zavala could give himself in place of the the crow but i i think that it's definitely going to be if they if if that's how cade comes back i i think it's it's tied to like the wish dragon and 
uh, Crow sacrificing himself to, for one greater kind of thing to help us. Because in nowhere yeah. have we seen Cade, uh, nowhere have we seen the Crow in kind of, his story's kind of just stopped, hasn't it? But No, no. During the season when we're uh, teaming up with the, the Rhinoceros Queens, right? Um, yeah. He comes to terms with what happened. We had to go through his story arc, and his, his he's come to terms with it. He no longer feels the remorse or the guilt that he used to feel. He's accepted what's happened, and he's moved on. Yes. And he's just filling the gap, the, the void left behind by Cade, right? So I don't think the guilty angle would really be appropriate at this point, considering how he's already come to terms with it. So if no. all of a sudden now he feels guilty again, well, WTF, you know? But maybe he goes and says, you know, oh, uh, because Savathun showed him what his previous life was, didn't she? So yeah. he's he's got all those memories back. So he knows about Wish Dragons and he knows what they can do. So maybe he uses that to his advantage and goes, you know what? I think th this would be better for the Vanguard to have him around rather than me. Or maybe not even that. Right, but but that, that plays back into the guilt thing, though, right? If he's come to terms, he doesn't feel guilty about it anymore. Yes, he knows what he did was wrong, but he's come to terms with it. Well, even know? if he's come to terms with it, it could be like an endgame situation where he makes that decision like... Natasha and Hawkeye. They, they see, that decide. would be different, though. That okay, yeah. I could see that angle. Yeah, to sacrifice himself to bring back the, the better person and go. You yeah, know, okay. I, you know, I, I, you know, I, I regret nothing now. I, or you know, I, re I regret what I did. Um, but I am a better person. But I think this is probably better for the team going forward. This is going to make more sense. So you think you would do it more out of making amends and not really out of guilt? You know, Maybe, yeah. Maybe that would probably okay. be the yeah. I could be completely off with this, and they could just bring him back because he's inside the traveler. But I, if I was in the writing <laughs> room at the time, I would have gone. You know what? If we're bringing back a wish dragon, let's do this. Let's give the people what they want. People don't want the crow around. They're very upset about him for the last couple of years. All we've heard is moan, moan, moan. Let's give them this, and then they can go. Well, you know what? That crow, he was a good guy. One day he was good. He give him a pat on the back. You know and yeah. <laughs> But, I mean, when when the throw first came out, yeah, but I think the last few seasons, people really haven't complained about the throw. But also, we haven't really had to interact with them either. Yeah. So that might be a factor. But I haven't heard anybody complaining about the throw. I think everybody else has also come to terms, you know. But even then, he said he's just filling in. He never – he specifically said he's not going to replace the Hunter Vanguard. He's just, you know, filling in the gap for now, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, that could come into play as well. But at the same time, though, he won the Vanguard bet. So even if Cade came back, Cade technically couldn't fill that role unless, of course, Cade kills Aldrin. <laughs> right? Not the Vanguard bet, the Vanguard dare is what I meant, right? Yeah. So, but maybe he's not bringing him back for that specific reason. Maybe he's bringing him back because of what he could offer to us as the Guardian and as... Uh, as a vanguard leader, maybe it's for that reason. I know the hunter Cade can't become the vanguard leader unless the hunter Cade kills the current vanguard leader, which I guess technically would be Aldrin. No, but we're not bringing we're not bringing him back as a, a vanguard leader. You just said as a vanguard leader, though. No, I didn't. I said just bringing him back to help the vanguard. Oh, to help the vanguard. 
Well, you said to help the Vanguard as a leader. He's a Vanguard contractor. Okay. Yeah. The full-time guy left. <laughs> now he's coming back as a contractor. He was the full-time guy that left. So. <laughs> Fro goes, I want to get the band back together. This is the only way I'm going to get the band back together. Here you go. Here is Cade. There you go, Zavala. There you go, Ikora. You're back together. Go and sort that witness out. Sort it out. I mean, I like the I like what you were saying earlier though about him giving up his light, right? If he yeah. gives up his light for the sake of Cade coming back, then he can go back supposedly with his sister, and they can live out their non-light lives, right? Because yeah. they they're they're effectively immortal anyway, you know, kind of. Right, as yeah. long as nobody kills them, they just kind of keep living, you know. So yeah. he doesn't necessarily need the light. So if he gives up his light, he can always go back and and do the 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 reef thing with his sister, you know. Yes. So I mean, I, I could see that happening if you want to go the route that you were talking about earlier about him just sacrificing his light instead of him sacrificing himself. Because that would fill both criteria. A, he wouldn't have to sacrifice himself because of non-existing guilt, but he would still be making amends by bringing Cade back, by giving Cade back some semblance of light. But if he does that, who's Cade's new ghost going to be? Is it going to be Glint? Are they going to trade ghosts? Or is he going to get Sundance back? Because Sundance kind of went kaboom. (laughs) You know? No, but maybe maybe that's... Because I know... I mean, the crow knows how to work with a wish dragon, I guess, uh, having been part of like the Dreaming City and all of that. Um, he would know how to kind of make the wish so that uh, there, there is very, you know, there's still probably going to be a downside or the, the way that they kind of interpret these wishes to get Cade back. But maybe that's why when we see Cade in like that. Uh, cinematic is that he's glowing maybe he is embodied with the light maybe he doesn't need his ghost because he's inside the traveler and that that is Cade as like the embodiment of the light kind of thing yeah but then that would go back to what you said earlier about him not being able to leave the traveler but yeah but maybe that's part of the wish just for him to live inside the traveler that would be the wish or or as part of the wish is that you know because (laughs) There's always that the, the the thing with the wish dragons, isn't it? I can't, I don't know how to describe it. So there's always a like a consequence. It's like a caveat. Yeah, it's like a, it, it's just like a genie with a magic lamp. You get what you wish for, but not exactly as you intended it. I think that's more like a gin, not a genie. But yeah, you're on the yeah. right track. I think well, somebody yeah. somebody pointed out the film Bedazzled with Brendan Fraser and Elizabeth Hurley, yes. where yes. he wishes for something. But she gives him that, but then also there's a mm-hmm. downside to it. Yeah, like yep. when he was a rich, famous basketball star, but he was an idiot. <laughs> yeah. Or, or he was a powerful uh, drug lord whose wife was cheating on. Yeah, I mean, like that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's probably the best way to describe it. There's always a downside. You get what you want, but there's always a downside. So Yeah, yeah you got to pay for something. Yep. Yeah, but I mean, that would be the consequence, though, is him losing his life. That would be the downside. He no longer is immortal. He's lost his life. So, I mean, I would say that's a pretty big downfall. I mean, yes, again, he could just keep living forever as long as nobody shot him in the face. But (laughs) if somebody shoots him in the face, he's dead again. Yeah. (laughs) You know? And I'm not sure how Kate is, but, I mean, we know Kate's not one to suffer fools. So if he comes back... He might actually end up shooting Aldrin, even if it's just like a joke, you know? 
Like, no, no, I'm, I'm, what I'm saying is, let's say Aldrin keeps his light somehow, and him, oop, and him and Cade come in contact with each other. I could see Cade shooting Aldrin in the face, not necessarily knowing he's the Guardian, and then he gets resurrected, and Cade's like, huh, interesting. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I could totally see that playing out. So the other thing to consider is, uh, I know we've got our own heirloom, we've got our own uncorrupted uh, Ahamkara egg, but the queen, Marasov, she has her own egg, doesn't she? Which is corrupted, which we kind of rescued. Or she, we saw in one of the seasons, I think it was, I can't remember the name of the season now. Um, but we have seen that she has got her own corrupted Ahamkara egg. I wonder if that's going to play a part in next season as well. What do you reckon? I'm going to need a refresher on why we care about the eggs. I need okay. a lore firefighter to tell me what's going on in this story because I have long <laughs> since forgotten why I'm running up and shooting the, the, all the lads. Yeah. Well, I, I do know from listening to the DCP podcast that Mylan Games this week did go over a bit of the lore to do with the heirloom and basically said that Savathun had a kind of backup plan that if we had found um, something before we were able to complete the Embaru engine and get the heirloom given to us, then she had a backup plan to give the heirloom to Keitel to see if Keitel would then start um, a war with Zivurath that way. But yeah, it's, it's uh, lots of things have kind of been in play in kind of the background and in, in the lore on the lore tabs that we kind of got in game, which kind of covered whichever angle we kind of went into the new season with. Yeah, Destiny thinks they do a good job with their storytelling. And they do. And yes, do I skip a lot of cutscenes? Yeah, absolutely. Because the, the story and the game are not connected. They're not intertwined. I don't need to know, which again, and I'm not, I don't know, you know, I've spent the last how many weeks going, I don't listen to the story, I don't watch the story, I get it via YouTube. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just like, again, I would like to be more involved with the story, but just not through gameplay. Like I don't, I don't find that engaging or terribly interesting. I, I love watching the cut, like like the the illustrated cutscenes they do. But a yeah, lot of the watch it because they have the whole cutscene area where you can go back and watch cutscenes. Have you done right. that parody? Not not for the season yet, but I'm going to. Yeah, yeah just yeah, like okay. just like all and just like all the all the talk of the fifteen, you know, the fifteenth wish. I'm going. What are the other fourteen? And should I know that? You should know that if you've been <laughs> the other fourteen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the 15th wish is because in the season of the witch, we, we found all the 14 wishes, but there was a 15th that nobody ever found out. So that's the 15th wish, which was always supposed to kind of be the curse ending wish or whatever, but it never happened. So yeah, you know, that, that's what spe people speculated that in the triumphs or when, it, when it was data mind, when we were going through the dreaming city and completing and getting all these kind of wishes. There was 15 in the database at the time and the 15th one was removed. So I'm guessing that Bungie were going to put 15 in. Then they took one out and just, you know, put it down to 14. And then people were kind of, Oh, what was the 15th wish? And they were hunt people have been looking for the 15th wish for like five years. And now oh, yeah. they've kind of managed to tie it back into the story that there is a 15th wish that was kind of hidden from us. And I've seen online that, you know, people like Abontis, uh, not Abontis, Astacross, and a couple of other people in the community have spent ages with this. New, the, we've got some new symbols or, or patterns to enter into the wish wall in the last wish raid. 
they've entered the symbols as we've kind of found them, but they don't do anything as yet. So, because that was my next thought of, I've completed the Embaro engine, I've got the symbols, I know what to do. Now I probably need to go to the wish wall and enter that. But no, I don't need to go to the wish wall and enter them because they're not working. Other people have done that test for hours upon hours and I don't need to do that. So, but yeah, that's that's the other interesting thing. What does the 15th wish do? Does it what give us access? What if the symbols is only half the problem though? What if, what if not only do you need the symbols, but you need a different wish wall? Because we know that Marasov uh, talks to the dragon through the symbols, right? And yeah. I don't think she goes to that wall when she does it. She so what if do. there's another wall with the additional symbols that we need that has the power to grab the 15th wish? And that's why well, we haven't been able to do it, because we're not doing it at the right wall. Well, that wall was built by the Techians and Marasov. So that is the wish wall. But did anybody ever say that that was the only wish wall? Marasov <laughs> is a cunning female, man. I yeah. absolutely could see her building one wall that everybody could access, and then another wall just for her. Yeah, possibly. I can do things the other one can't. <laughs> I mean, she's that kind of person. Yeah. I mean, come on. But yeah, I mean, we've got the symbols, but you know, maybe they maybe they something else needs to be activated before we can do that. Maybe we need the wish dragon. Maybe we need the heirloom to kind of become baby wish dragon, and and then it can activate it. But then, what does that actually do after that? Does it bring the five years worth of curse cycle to an end and i think i was listening on to dcp they were like what what does that curse cycle actually do and they're like well it, it does nothing but i was thinking well it does do something it, it gives you the three-week curse cycle in the dreaming city which then changes uh, what enemies that you fight in the blind well it also gives you different chests that you can collect around because i remember going well i need to do this this week this this week and this this week in the dreaming city to collect those triumphs because there were so many chests and uh hidden things that only appear on certain weeks in the dreaming city so yeah but I you're talking in game stuff right yeah there's yeah. also if you pay attention to the actual dreaming city itself there are guardians that as you come across them in one part of the week they're dying and then another part of the okay, week yeah, that no, yeah, same no, guardian no. is dead and then that, another that, part of the yeah. week when the cycle restarts, they're alive again, you know? So yeah, there's people going around around the circles, dying yeah. and being revived over and over and over and over and over again. Yeah, that, those are the missions, the weekly missions that Petrovenge gives you that you can go and collect from her to go and complete those. So yeah, but there are hidden things in those as well, as as well as the Ascendant Challenges. There are hidden like Ahamkara Bones, I'm, I think they were Ahamkara Bones, that were hidden in there and other items but it's all based on the curse cycle of going in and out of you know or getting stronger with the taken essence and then going back to being weak again so i don't know if they do that because maybe they will maybe they'll say come season 23 at the end of season 23 the curse cycle will be broken so you have until xyz to get all of your dreaming city stuff done for the curse cycles so if you've missed out on getting all of the chests each week for X, Y, and Z, you need to get them done because you'll only have like four weeks to kind of do a weak curse level and four weeks to do a medium curse level and four weeks to do a strong curse level. And if you don't complete them, then you've kind of missed out. And this is where Parody goes, uh, what, what chess? No, no. I know, oh, exactly <laughs> I know exactly what chesses are. Have I gotten them? Absolutely not. But I, I know exactly what you're talking yeah. about. I was just thinking about our old friend Bagel 4K, and I wonder what he's up to these days. Okay. You may remember that name vaguely from the mists of time, and yes, I had to look this up because I, I could not remember his name either. The Guardian who finally hit 999 power and took on the Shattered Throne alone. 
yes. coached by Galad and others because because thinking that there was a line about you know getting to 999 and going through Shattered Throne solo and that would break the curse cycle and and, and then it didn't. Yeah, and, but and Bungie did happened. address that, didn't they? They they addressed they that did. in a tweet, I think, wasn't it, to say that it was a trick from Savathun or something, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. There's a there's an old Polygon story we can link to from 2019 about this whole saga and DMG at the time. You're tweeting things out and then writing a whole uh, you know blog post about it. And yeah, good good times, good times. Wonder what <laughs> wonder what that guy's up to these days. Oh bless. So yeah, will will that break the curse cycle? What will break the curse cycle? Will there be a break in the curse cycle? Will we know? No, not yet. Will it mean anything? Will we ever visit the Dreaming City again? Who knows? Oh, we're going back there. We're going back there next season. We haven't been there for a while. You know. Oh yeah, we're definitely going back. I I barely remember it exists. Well, you will next season. Mm -hmm. Does that mean the tiger fight is going to be relevant again? Because I do love that auto rifle. Maybe. Maybe a way of bringing it back into the game, a bit of Tiger Spite. Yes, good, good um, suggestion there. Although I think they did bring it back in the game, didn't they? You can still go, you can go there and collect those weapons again. Yeah, you can, but it's just not as good as it used to be. They they need to give it an uh, an oomph. So that oh, actually, it's not even craftable, is it? I think they should make it craftable. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, presumably next season we're going to get some some batch of craftable weapons again, and it could very well be, if not those, something Dreaming City themed. Yeah, you know, they do bring us a new batch every season. So, so is there anything else spoiler wise that you guys want to talk about that possibly could happen next season or going forward that that we can talk about, or do we just put the 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 klaxons and the things back in now to say you know people can come back? I'm not sure there's anything we can talk about. I mean, you say spoilers, but everything we say right now is purely speculation because we don't have any info. We've seen a picture of we're back in the Dreaming City, and that's about it. I, I'm, I'm the heirloom. Because we're the writers of, of Bungie's narrative. We're not. <laughs> <laughs> so, three, two, one, we're back in the room. Welcome back from our spoiler talk. If you, you missed it, you didn't really miss out on much. There's nothing there. Don't even bother. Just skip to this point because this point tells you about uh, the Twab for the 9th of November. And um, let's get into it. So topics for this week, we have season of the, I'm not going to say it because we've already spoiled it. Season of the fish. Season of the fish is the announce. Mm -hmm. Is announced. There you go. Crucible Strike Team update, which they promised us. Season 23 Ritual Weapon Preview and the Weapon Pools update. So Season of the Fish arrives on November 28th. And it's not really the fish. We're just kind of skipping over that if you just don't want to be spoiled. If you don't want to be spoiled, don't read the TWAB and don't scroll at all. Just just don't scroll. Don't read the TWAB because, um, yeah, I'm going to get spoiled for you immediately. Bungie went out of their way to say, we're going to spoil this for you front and center. Enjoy. Yeah. Six hours after we've put a patch out and we've got a new week. Um, if you haven't bothered to go and do X, Y, and Z, then we're just going to spoil it for you anyway. So there you go. So I woke up to a spoiler and I was like, oh, I hate you, Bungie. Why can't I just kind of... <sighs> but then I think they were trying to get ahead of everybody else that if you know if they've done X, Y, and Z, then they will spoil it for us. So 
they were like, we're, we're going to get ahead of everybody and do this. So we're going to spoil it. They need some kind of a positive spin on things. Maybe. Maybe not. Yes. So the Crucible Strike team has an update for us this week. Though earlier this year, they shared a news of our Crucible Strike team's effort to improve the overall PvP experience. Since then, they've shared several updates, including info on spawning changes, matchmaking tweaks, and more. But today, we're going to be looking at what the new team is working on and exploring Season 23's changes to the Crucible playlist experience and continue the goals of this initiative. So, we're going to talk about rewards, matchmaking, playlists, and modes. We're getting, we're getting all four of those. Yes, their their, their goal is to steer, you know their goal is to steer the crucible in a direction that satisfies our most you know our most dedicated PvP players. And updates won't all be perfect, but uh, they will be iterating. So you know, lots of good changes, hopefully. Uh, you know, they always, as always, they say you know actively taking feedback from the forum, social media, survey results, analytics, driving their decision making as they've broke down for us some number of weeks ago, where they're like, here's all the data we look at and how we look at it and what we're doing. Um, they first want to take a, a few steps back to the October 12th twid, TWAB. Bungie never. Remember we talked about the mid-season patch, including checkmate matchmaking and spawning. So basically saying, hey, uh, to recap, checkmate, they reduce the he heavy weapon spawning frequency and increase the score to win checkmate control. We're never giving you relic back. Matchmaking, <laughs> we compress the skill band, effectively loosening the parameters of skill base. Based matchmaking, the control playlist and spawning, they made some targeted adjustments to the spawn points in the Ultra Flame and Cauldron. So those are the things they did. And they're still gathering data on other changes, like Checkmate, you know, saying, hey, we just, this week, tuned the, boop, the bows and the hand cannons again. And you're still trying to reduce the damage bows deal and reduce the damage to hand cannons deal on body shots while still keeping the optimal time to kill as it is now. So if you're land, landing those crispy headshots, have at it. You'll be fine. Those of, you, those of us who are not doing that may have a little bit more of a chance. That's the goal anyway. So let's talk about playlists because I like to talk about playlists. I tell people about playlists every week. So I'm interested to know what's going to happen with our Crucible kind of tab and what's happening with on modes. So apparently they're reintroducing a new 3v3 quick play note, which makes no sense by saying reintroducing and a new. Uh, <laughs> it's either a new 3v3 quick play mode or reintroducing the 3v3 quick play node. Make up your mind, Bungie. Is it is it is it new or is it reintroducing? Because we had one one point, so I, I'm going with reintroducing. You are reintroducing a 3v3 quick play node, which may include new modes in there that's what i would said so there you go so you're gonna have that on your director they're introducing a new 6v6 quick play node that consists of 6v6 party and relentless so those things i tell you each week what's happening in the main crucible playlist and then i go this is what's happening in the relentless crucible playlist those are going to be fused they're going to be merged together in one 6v6 quick play node Thank you for reminding me that Relentless was their basically non-party mode name because I had completely forgotten that. I forgot what the party mode was because I never call it the party mode. I always say uh, Shax brings X to the Crucible for this week. And then I say in the Relentless, there is this. So, But we are also getting a rotating Crucible node. 
sorry, rotating Crucible modes, including a new 6v6 unranked playlist, and they're revising which modes rotate through each node. So the update nodes will prioritize different matchmaking elements, integrate varied gameplay rotations, and some will host PvP events like Iron Banner or Trials. So here's how it's going to function. So the 3v3 quick play node will prioritize connection and latency, rotates through weekly modes, and this will start in season 23 with elimination and showdown. And Trials takes over this node at the weekend when active, basically. We've still got the 3v3 ranked, which will prioritize rank for matchmaking. But if rank and skill are widely different, it blends the two. As an example, an adept skilled player who is at platinum rank will be playing other platinum rank players. However, if an adept skilled player is playing down at silver rank, they may be placed in gold or low platinum ranks to kind of play against each other. Affects competitive division rank. It affects it. How? Yeah. Somehow. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm not really clear on the whole rank versus skill thing. I assume it's just if you've, if you're a good player who is just starting out and hasn't been ranked or hasn't gotten the rank, they'll yeah. know. I, I assume Fair that's enough. what that means, but <laughs> it seems weird to, to disconnect the two without explanation. But if you are playing in the 3v3 ranked, it's going to be a random playlist, including survival, which is higher weighted, and countdown rush, which is lower weighted. So that node will then kind of still always be there. It's only the quick play one, which will be rotated out for trials at the weekends. 6v6 unranked prioritizes connection, latency, and skill for loose skill-based matchmaking. Rotates through different variations of control, including control, normal control that we all love, checkmate control, which only some of us love, sparrow control, which none of us really know if we love, and momentum control, which a couple of people love. And then when Iron Banner is up for that week, that will take over that node. So you won't have the control mode. So I don't understand why they've called it 6v6 unranked. Why don't they just call it 6v6 control node? Because it is, it's just variations of control. And does that rotate weekly or daily? Is it kind of one day we'll have control, one day we'll have checkmate control, and one day we'll have sparrow control and then momentum control? Or does it rotate in that actual playlist? Does it go Right, one game you can be playing control, the next game you can be playing control, and then it will switch to like momentum control, depending on how long you've been in that playlist. We don't know, because they don't tell us. So, yay! I'm just trying to figure out how it's going to be both connection and loose skill-based matchmaking. They're just like, listen, you can't scream about it being connection or skill-based, because we're going to make it a little bit of both. No, but it prioritizes connection and latency, and then sure. skill for loose-based matchmaking. So they've kind of, sure. yeah, yeah, they've got around that. But the, no, they haven't. The thing is with that is when when you go into a control match and just regular crucible, you've kind of got builds and 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 setups for playing in control and the, the all the weapons and things. So you're kind of set up to play control. If well, I say that, but. But if you're going yeah. into checkmate control, the weapons act differently. So you may use different weapons, hand cannons, to what you would use in regular control. And then they would also differ again in momentum control. So I want a bit more clarity on how this node is going to work. Is it on a weekly rotation, which is all right, because then you can say, right, you know, momentum control is up this week in the control playlist. And so it that will give people kind of 
a week that they can play momentum control or is it going to be sparrow control is it just going to be a week of people sparrowing around or the sensible people not sparrowing around and just shooting the people that are on their sparrows just messing about kind of thing strapping trip mines spears and sending them in the battle with that's a good one yeah telesto bullets on the back we send one guy with the telesto sparrow Mm -hmm. good idea trip mines plus the bolts yeah, I'm I'm looking at this going, this has to be a weekly rotator. Because yeah, to your point, you 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 know, sparrow control, I assume is just regular control, but except you can use your sparrow like as was bugged last the season. Yeah. In, in the new map. So I'm again like I'm assuming these have to be weekly rotators, or you know, either weekly or daily. It has to tell you what to expect. Because yeah, to your point, momentum, checkmate, and regular control are very different. You can't just mush them together and go, surprise, it's gonna be a something. Well, the thing is, the only reason I ask, is it going to be a weekly thing, is because we did have a point where they mushed Clash and Control into one playlist. So some sometimes mm-hmm. you would play Control for like six games, and then you'd get a Clash game. I mean, if you were kind of in there regularly, you might get one after the other kind of rotating. But, you know, it, it was kind of mashed together. You just didn't know what you were going to get, and people complained about that. So I'm not sure they're mashing these two together, because people like... 6v6 control as a node by themselves. And I, I see where they're going with this, of putting all the control modes in one, but then it's it's going to yeah, mix up. They're, they're so different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm totally with you going, yeah, we'll, we'll put all the control modes into a single control mode, but you can't switch the momentum and checkmate mod- and Sparrow modifiers and act like, yep, that's the same thing. That's a similar experience. If you're set up for one, you're basically set up for the other ones. Not necessarily. No. Especially if you're going into control just to have a laugh with your friends or because your buddy keeps going, hey, come come play some PvP with me. You know, you may, you're not bringing your PvP loadout in. You're bringing your PvE loadout in going, I don't care. I'm just here to hang out with my friends or, or so parody will stop yelling at me or whatever <laughs> the reason might be. And you're going, I'm not set up for this. And then to be dumped into checkmate? Yeah. To be dumped into momentum? It's like, no, this is not the same. This is this is not going to work. I mean, I like the idea that when Iron Banner comes up, that it takes over that. No, that's quite a good thing because then that kind of makes people go and play Iron Banner, and it's a it's a good thing to have people playing Iron Banner and putting it as the kind of the replacement for control makes a lot of sense, but maybe not for the other control modes as well. Because say if it is on a weekly rotation and week one we've got regular control, week two we've got checkmate control, week three we get sparrow control. But then week four, Iron Banner takes over that node, which should have been Momentum Control. Does Momentum Control then shift to the week after Iron Banner? Or do we miss out on Momentum Control because then it goes back to normal control the week after that? For example, if it's the featured raid for that week, if it's Oryx for that week, and that week also falls on a week that Oryx is going to be the featured raid, all the challenges come up for that week, but you kind of miss out it, it's kind of then skips ahead to the next time uh, for the following week. It then goes back to week one of those challenges. So it kind of just keeps going. And if it's a featured week for that one, it kind of misses that out. So uh, that does it for all the raids. So that, that's what I'm kind of, uh, kind of inquiring. Is it going to be like that? Or are they going to know that Iron Banner's kind of replacing that node so that the next week it should be momentum control? Or does it take over momentum control? And then if they have, say they, they go for week four, week eight, and week 12 are Iron Banner weeks, 
do we then not get momentum control because that is the week that they kind of fall on as an example you know this how are they how are they doing it you know that Des- that Bungie doesn't know the answer to that you know it's it's going to be whatever it is and there's no way to know because they're going to tell us one thing and do the other thing maybe momentum control just never comes back they say listen we're going to give you momentum control <laughs> for the first four weeks of the season and then checkmate control for six weeks and back momentum and then it just never returns yeah yeah it's it yeah who, who knows we're just have to this is really i mean we're just have to wait and see i'm i'm hoping I'll, I'll say i'm hoping it'll be at the very least a daily rotation if not a weekly rotation yeah that you'll at least have an idea of what you're getting into and we can sort of get into the i mean i, I, I like there being just i like with the with you know with the different pvp P, the, the pvp modes things to come up a little more often because there's some things that I really enjoy, but again, like if you put Mayhem up with you know the same week as you put Iron Banner, I'm probably never going to touch Mayhem really because I'm playing Iron Banner. If I'm playing anything PvP, so like having something you know rotating through a little bit quicker. Hey, I don't really care for checkmate control. I just have to wait a day and then it's something else versus waiting a whole week. Going, I'm not really enjoying this mode. I have to wait till next week to go play in this playlist again. Well, that's the other question, isn't it? Because we've got, as you said. We've got the 6v6 control node, and then we also have a 6v6 quick play node, which prioritizes connection and latency. And that rotates through weekly modes. So this one does rotate weekly and consolidates the party and relentless nodes. So in the party at the moment... What does that even mean? Well, in the party party (laughs) modes at the moment, we have momentum control, we have mayhem, we have team scorched. And in the relentless, we have rift, zone control, clash, and supremacy. So Zone Control, Rift, Clash, and Supremacy will go with Mayhem and Team Scorch because momentum's being put into the other one. So we'll have six six kind of modes that will be rotated out weekly. So imagine you get a Zone Control week with a Checkmate Control week, and you don't like either of those nodes. You don't like anything from, from either one of those. You, that kind of cuts you off from playing crucible for that week because you don't want to go and play those you you don't like those variations that's why i like at the moment that we still have control up whenever anything's happening control is always there the good reliable control is there and then you have your party playlist you have your rotate um relentless crucible playlist so you, you there's kind of the three modes but with this you're kind of it's either going to be the 6v6 control or the 6v6 quick play. And if they rotate through weekly modes, then yeah, I'd, again, need a bit more explanation for those. We get to guess. Yeah. And response sitting over here going, I'm not going to play any of it anyway, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> and then Freefall, which is the Rumble playlist, prioritizes connection and latency. And then we have Crystal Labs and private lobbies as well. So Crystal Labs will continue. And um, private lobbies will also continue. So regarding the 3v3 ranked uh, competitive node, they've decided to simplify it by reducing the number of game modes in that playlist, cycling between one deathmatch mode and one objective mode, such as Countdown Rush, which is leaving labs and entering the competitive as an objective mode, and Survival, which would be the deathmatch mode for Season 23. Meanwhile, the 3v3 quick play node will rotate through Elimination and Showdown for Season 23, Rift is sitting on the bench for now because they're not going to give up on that 3v3 and give you the longest maps to run around on. 
but they they want it to kind of be in the in the future they so i'd put it on the shorter map so that we don't have to spend half an hour running from one end of the map to get to the, the middle to find out that we've kind of been spawned way away from our enemies who've got the spark and they've dunked so well, no, that's, that's my advice to that one yeah they also plan to look at adding more game mode types into the 3v3 quick play rotator in the future along with potential experimentation with testing rule sets and respawn changes for trials and competitive matches. So 6v6, as they mentioned above, is the 6v6 unranked mode, which is the control mode, and that rotates through different variations of control. In addition to the original control, these variations are simply control with modifiers. The core mode rules remain, while the sandbox is slightly altered. By rotating modified control modes, we're segueing into a future where we mix and match modes and modifiers and enable players to do the same. This is a long-term goal, and we'll be talking more about this in a later post. Uh, the new 6v6 quick play node is, cons- is a consolidation of party and relentless rotators in- from the past, and this simplifies the number of 6v6 nodes available and maintains parity with the 3v3 nodes. Sparrow control. One of the rotating control modes is sparrow control. It's control, but with sparrows. So the bug became a feature, apparently. So I can see why people are, because I've seen a lot of people are upset with this. It's like, you didn't come up with it by yourselves. You found a bug in the game and you've turned it into a mode and you haven't really put much effort into it. You've just kind of enabled it kind of thing. But yeah. people won't, people will never be happy. The same thing happened with our sparrows not disappearing. Or, you know, you know, sparrows are, uh, our sparrows used to despawn and then they weren't on Europa yeah. when it launched. And people really enjoyed like seeing the groups of sparrows parked around and just seeing other people's sparrows, which I, that's something I enjoy. And then they were like, Hey, we're just going to make it so your sparrows don't despawn. If you, if you leave them, they'll just, you know, be sitting there for a while. I found that with Savathun Spire this week, there was like just piles by like certain areas <laughs> in the Savathun Spire. It's like, ah, there must be something up here. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> oh dear. Where's everybody hanging out? Oh, no, never mind. I see your cars. Hold on. So the one good thing about the Sparrow Control is that this mode, this mode's playlist maps will be curated and weighted towards larger maps. So with that, why don't you bring back the Destiny One maps like First Light, which were kind of Sparrow and machine heavy? I can't remember the one that was on Mars, but there were there was a couple of there was like two or three maps that we had in destiny one where you could sparrow up and down which were really cool because if you wanted to kind of stay up in one of the towers on first light you could just snipe people as they were kind of driving up like the ramp so yeah that, that would be cool bring back those maps and integrate them into the sparrow control also we've had a request from our community i think it was from andy that wants a sidecar so that we can put the titan in the sidecar with their sweet business so Yes, because that was, that was the other request is, let me shoot from my Sparrow. <laughs> or let me team up with somebody in this case and let them shoot from the Sparrow. I wonder if you could stand on somebody else's Sparrow and and they could, and you, they could take off if it's a, a regular-sized Sparrow and you could just be shooting from that. Or, or maybe just, just for, a l- for a little bit, yes. Yeah. But not very far. <laughs> it's worth a go. Bungie. We're just asking for warthogs. Just give us warthogs. That's that's what we're what we're slowly working our way toward. Yeah. Uh, checkmate. Oh, they plan to make checkmate control the primary control mode for the first few weeks of the season. So this says to me that it's going to be up for a couple of weeks. 
like they've done with the Crucible Labs at the moment, is that they haven't taken Checkmate Control out of there and put Relic in like they promised us. They've just left it there and haven't kind of addressed it, like I've said early, like I've said many times now. It has revealed and highlighted the community's desire for a refined sandbox in the Crucible. They eventually want to take some of those lessons learned and apply them to the base Crucible experience, not just the Labs mode. And while we're not ready to slap Checkmate onto everything just yet, they do want to expose it to a larger audience and gather more feedback and data. Mm. So we're getting some changes and features. For Checkmate for Season 23, the ability cooldown penalty has decreased from 50% to 30%. So your cooldowns are going to be a little bit quicker, not quite, so no no cooldown for anything ever. Uh, This is based on some tuning changes coming in Season 23. As always, I'll be monitoring and seeing how it works. Crucible Labs will include Checkmate 3v3 Clash and Checkmate 3v3 Countdown Rush. So Labs, that was one of my questions, what's Labs going to be now? Labs will still be Checkmate, just coming to 3v3 modes instead. Trials Labs will include Checkmate Dominion, and we'll be making additional mid-season adjustment patches and tuning as, you know, based on feedback. (laughs) You know, copy and paste. We're going to do this, see how (laughs) it lands, and um, make changes based on it. I, I'm not excited for a checkmate future. No, I I don't know where this has suddenly come out of, but you know, maybe a lot of people play checkmate because you keep leaving it in the labs and nobody's got anything else to do, and they just go, "Oh, yeah. let's let's play this one." Yeah, see, Bungie, there's other PvP games. If you want to go play a PvP game that's not Space Magic, you have a vast variety of them. If you're trying to somehow turn this into I'm not even going to say like esports competitive because it. I don't think it's ever going to get there. No. But if that's where your focus is, great. But I, I don't think that's why. I mean, maybe it'll bring some people to Destiny Two for the PvP. But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. The the checkmate future doesn't excite me. One because of the game mode, and two because of the people I've encountered playing that game mode that I have not encountered in other PvP in quite some time. Yeah, I don't want to have to keep using hand cannons to be like. Yeah, I just don't want to have to keep using hand cannons. I like using auto rifles. I like using pulse rifles, and they aren't. It, they don't compete with the hand cannons in that arena. It's just. I mean, take Iron Banner for instance. I can go into Iron Banner now with any weapon, and I can play and have fun with that. But if you're going to start introducing the checkmate parameters in those different things that adds a kind of new meta to the weapons that you can use because people will that they won't stick to kind of what they're playing because they'll go well well i'm not not getting the kills with that i'll have to switch to x y and z maybe a hand cannon and it's yeah i'm I'm not happy with the hand cannon thing i like to be competitive with with my weapons but also not forced to play the one thing that you have to play, i.e. hand cannons or bows, to be competitive. The thing is, they, they seem to have kind of latched onto the checkmate part of this and gone, right, we want this to be the... the it's like, no, uh, th- that's not the space magic thing that I've signed up for. I understand that you, you found a new game mode that you can then slap that onto I kind of other... Yeah, I get that, but it's not necessarily the best thing for all the playlists because i can see where this is going to go they're going to go well we'll try this in trials like they've said oh we're going to try this in iron banner as well like i think i said that like a couple of weeks back when mm-hmm. we were talking about this this is a, they, they, 
trying to slap it on everything. And um, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not happy about that. Or we're just going to try and slap it on everything. Yeah. And, and, and like, I mean, I do, I do appreciate the, the direction they've taken of, instead of making, you know, 17 new, new game modes, yeah. making new modifiers. I mean, cause again, modifiers, you can make it and apply it to a bunch of different things. Like that's not the part we're unhappy about. Like making a modifier. Great. Wonderful. It's just what the modifier is, you know, you know, it, it, you, you've gotten me into your game for the last you know, 10 years saying, here's this thing. Here's, here's the, the space magic power fantasy, you know, that I can have. And then slowly saying, yeah, but not in PVP. I mean, yes, yeah. like, it, like, 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 obviously there are still things I can play. It's not gone forever, but it's, I'm curious where this goes. That's, yeah. that's all. I mean, again, you know, and maybe obviously, as I've said before, I need to be in the AAR PVP league. Cause I am not the, the Twitch shooter, hand cannon wielding, <laughs> you know, dodgy hunter, you know, running up behind you and shotgunning you and dancing away or sniping you across the map. And then I'm gone before you even know what happened. Like, obviously I know that's not me. Yeah. Like I am, I'm, and that's what I enjoyed about destiny's, you know, quote unquote, casual PVP is I didn't have to be that person to still have a good time and find some modicum of success. And if this no. is moving, you know, if, if they're sort of, you know, twiddling the knobs toward competitive and, uh, you know, checkmate basically, then, you know, that's the point where I get off the ride and say, you know, this, this was fun while it lasted. And now that fun is over. Yeah, no, no, I, I get that. I mean, that, that's I think that's probably why I enjoy Iron Banners because although they 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 mess about with the modes every now and then you know we have our chiral variation we now have uh, like the eruption which is the mini mayhem and then we have a regular control version is that they those things don't affect my like loadouts as much uh, and and pushing me towards hand cannons you know I I can take something that's been sunset and and do quite well with that and have fun and. Yeah, it's just yeah. Checkmate's just not for everybody. Yep. Uh, so matchmaking and skill. This was something that was quite interesting. Is that they they're talking about uh, in addition to skill uh, compression, they're making more adjustments to how the matchmaking and skill system works on the back end. So in previous posts, they've mentioned fixed lobby balancing, and in season twenty three, the lobby balancer should operate more like a snake draft. Now this is, I know we've spoken about this that they they did tell us that this is how things were going to work with the snake draft and it should be like best player on team a second best player on team b and then it kind of works its way around doesn't it of who who's kind of who's the best and they they kind of maybe put like weaker people with the stronger player and then kind of make the skill kind of balance on the second team so that it kind of evens out now i remember them telling us that they used they did this is how they worked out at one point. I can't remember when it was. Um, it, it was definitely at least a, a year or two ago that this is how they were going to do it with the snake drafting. But it seems that they weren't doing that or they went back on it at some point. Yeah, I think I think maybe they focused on... And again, yeah, I remember them saying this too again, yeah, a year or whatever ago. I think, I think maybe they focused on the fire team stuff because that seemed to be about the point where they... We're sort of like, you know, trying to phase out the, the solo nodes and basically yeah. focus on basically, you know, where they told us, hey, uh, we're not really looking to see if you have a fire team or not. We're just sort of throwing you all in together, whether you're in a fire team or you're solo queuing. So I'm guessing they, they said, let's focus on sort of that balancing piece first. 
Yeah. And then say, okay, now we can do the snake draft. I mean, and they still do go on to say, you know, fire teams can some, sometimes throw off the balance of a lobby. Well, yes, like, yeah. we understand. Like, yeah, obviously, if, if I'm running a six stack or a four stack or a three stack or what, or if I'm just two very good players playing together, yes, the balance will be off. Like, we, we understand this is never going to be a perfect system. But, you know, improvements would be nice. Or at least, you know, see, seeing that there's seeing that there's movement in this direction going. I, I'm, I'm good with the best player in the lobby having the, you know, third best player on his team as his, you know, second pick. Yeah. Um, so these matchmaking changes will come into effect in season 23. So don't worry about it until then, basically. They've also touched on previous spawning changes um, that were reverted. So back in season 21, we experimented with certain spawn changes for clash and control. While the changes did achieve more variation and unprecedented in spawn points, it did not prevent players from spawning out of sight of other players and dangerous projectiles such as supers. No, it, it definitely doesn't. No. It- Absolutely not. (laughs) Since then, they've begun to experiment with new feature for our spawning system. This will hopefully give us more variance and unpredictability, whilst also avoiding spawn trapping and peaking issues. These features are still in development, but we'll definitely revisit this topic soon. They're going to try to stop spawning you in front of things. They're going to get you killed immediately like supers or the same person that just killed you three seconds ago. It's not. It's it's one of those things that is never going to happen, because if that's a roaming super and they're on their way to like your base and at that point in time when the the system detects oh there's nobody there for like 30 meters we'll spawn you in here behind this pillar you run out from that pillar your overshield is gone they've managed to get there in that time and you're like oh okay and even if even if they do kind of revert that and spawn you kind of behind them or like somewhere else there's nothing from stopping the unpredictability of a guardian to go, hey, you know what? I know that they've changed this, so I'm just going to go back the other way or something. So it's it's very hard to kind of predict where players are going to be to spawn other players to get them out of harm's way. Unless you kind of do like Overwatch, do a kind of shielded area where you can stay in and hide. But even then you'll get people standing outside shooting this the, this shield. So it's like, I, I don't know what you could do to be honest. Keep trying. That's what. Do you want to talk about competitive now? Let's talk competitive. They've made (laughs) a whole bunch of changes, including um, everything. Rank adjustments, promotions, relegation modes, and mode rules. So I I will bring my my exquisite experience in competitive to the conversation here and read this, because I definitely still have the little thing going, hey, you should jump into competitive and, uh, you know, test your metal and see where we're going to place you when they first gave it to you like three seasons ago. Yeah. Still, still sitting on my character have not set foot in competitive at all recently. Well, you need to do because there is a triumph. No, not a triumph, a challenge for this season to go and play. I think it's about seven games. Can I do it in trials instead? No, there's one for trials, which is separate. Ah. Okay. Well then, then maybe I, maybe I will. We'll see. (laughs) See what happens with the end of this month. So in season 23, they're going to make some competitive rank adjustments, uh, how rank points are adjusted post-match. In general, they're simplifying the formula and putting more emphasis on wins and losses. So the major points are as follows. We are removing the performance factor. Wins and loses are what matters. So wipe the lobby, don't wipe the lobby. Get good or die. That's it. Just win the game, lose the game. That's what they care about now. Uh, They're removing the inflation protection. Good, great, wonderful. 
uh, will no longer reduce your rank points gained if your rank exceeds your skill. We will retain deflation projection, so if your rank is below your skill, it will still accelerate you upward. Okay, so that seems fair. Uh, ultimately, we still expect rank to correlate with skill, but it won't be so heavy-handed about it. So while these changes will make some good gains, we hope these changes will make gains and losses feel more consistent. Sure, great, again, no experience basis on, but it all sounds good on paper. Well, it's, it sounds like it's a complete U-turn from what they kind of said before, because originally it was like, if you do well in your competitive match and your team do poorly, you won't lose points. You'll kind of still be said, you know, you'll get, gain some points for doing what you did in the team. And I thought that was a good thing because you may be paired with two absolutely useless blueberries if you're going in yeah, there solo. Yep. And that's, that's you, you do well. Going, you know, your I'm KD is blueberry. Your KD is amazing. Or you've you've done you've captured the points. You know, you've actually contributed to doing X, Y, and Z. And now it just seems to be we're going to revert it back to wins and losses. Yeah, that that doesn't seem great if you care. Versus if you're just going in saying, it, it, it's basically the trials mentality. I can go in and hope to get paired with good people and find some success versus I'm going in with my team to do well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and if, if, if yeah, because competitive is all 3v3, right? Yes. This seems like a basic question I should know the answer to, but. Yeah, because yeah, if you're, yeah, uh, yeah, again, it's like everything else. It's I was just I was just thinking about this from both sides of the person expecting to do well and then getting stuck with me, who's just like, hey, I'm going to hang out and play a couple of games. Yeah. Versus going, hey, before I wasn't really hurting you, now I'm going to get more hate mail because I might be hurting your chances to improve, or whatever. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, promotions and relegations. So you have to get your 11 players, put them on the pitch, win your... Wait, no, that's that's wrong. Uh, We're removing promotions and relegation series requirements for all divisions except Ascendant and Adept. Going forward, you will only need to prove your skill when entering the most of the elite ranks. I'm sorry, entering the most elite ranks or keeping yourself from dropping out of them. For example, if you are Platinum trying to reach Adept, you will enter the promotion series. Conversely, if you are Adept dropping into Platinum, and you will be able to defend your place via relegation series. In conjunction with the rank adjustment changes, we hope these will smooth out the climb to your intended rank while maintaining some amount of prestige expected from the upper divisions. I don't know what most of that means, but sure. Promotion, relegation, there's a series. Something. Yeah, like I haven't kind of got to be promoted I've, I've probably been relegated a few times but never promoted i don't think i've i've got my rank it went you are kind of i think it was silver the first time gold one season and then that's it i'm like ah th- this is where i am this is where i live yeah i i vaguely remember there being something about like if you're on the cusp of something there'll be like a like, like a series of games you'll play that i'm not even sure if, if the game will tell you about it or just like, hey, we're going to look at the next like five games that you played. If you, you know, do well enough, you'll be promoted. And if, you know, similarly on the relegation side, we're going to look at this series. And if you, you know, don't maintain your thing, we're going to relegate you. But I don't really know if that's how it works. Because again, haven't played it. And and do Destiny does a terrible job explaining how PvP works. Everything so, yeah. works, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what they're doing. Hopefully it'll make sense to you. I'm just going to say, uh, really, just go listen to the Blueberry Lounge, because 
one, they had Cheese Forever on it as a guest, who's lovely. And two, um, they will, will probably understand what all of this means. <laughs> but I can tell you that there's mode rules, and, and they're changing them. They, yep. they discussed the modes above, the survival and countdown rush. Uh, survival, they're going to increase the spawn count from four to six. So um, you'll be able to, you know, live a little longer, not die quite so quickly. You've got, six. You've got right? two more yeah. lives. Yeah. Yep, you have our two lives to burn through real quickly and then still get killed. Uh, countdown rush. Uh, your points to win have decreased from six to five. So adding more rush to it. We decrease the round time from 120 seconds to 90 seconds. The time is refreshed with the second bomb, however. Due to the round time decrease, we've also decreased the heavy weapon spawn time from 90 to 60 seconds. Respawns and revives are enabled and unlimited. And okay. if a game goes to 4v4, or, or I'm sorry, if a game goes to 4-4, the final round will have the elimination rule set enabled. This will show up as sudden death. In general, we hope these changes normalize pacing and match times between the two modes. So, Ooh. maybe they will, maybe they won't. Who knows? But what they will do is improve trials. So well, in Season I'll, 23, I'll well, in Season 23, they're going to make some small changes to trials rewards in preparation for some larger changes coming alongside the final shape. And they've got more details on them later. So in the meantime... They're going to be adding a set of small weekly rewards that trigger depending on how many wins you get in a row before your card becomes flawed. So there will be one each for three, four, five and six wins on a card. If you get to a higher win total first, you'll get all the tiers below it as well. So these rewards will be granted in the post game loot screen when your card becomes flawed. And they are currently set up to grant three wins, a trial's armor piece, four wins, five enhancement cores. Five wins is a trial's weapon, and six wins, three enhancement prisms. So what that says to me is that you keep playing, keep playing, keep playing, and then as soon as it becomes flawed, you'll get X, Y, and Z. So if you get to six wins, and then you lose, your, your, it becomes a flawed card, depending on what card you've got, you'll get all of this suddenly in your feed at the end to go, oh, you've got all of this. So that's good. So more stuff. Now, I wonder, is this paired with the weapons just dropping more randomly that they put in place two, Probably. three weeks ago? So w will I just get the random ar you know, random weapon drop as well in addition to the five weapons, or you know, the five-win trials weapon drop? Hopefully. Yeah, I mean, they haven't said that they're going to go back on that, and they've also increased the drop, as you said earlier, they've increased the drop rate of adept weapons on a seven-win card after Flawless. Um, so paired with the additional drops that you do get, it's kind of they're throwing more trials loot at people to just go in there and play. So you don't necessarily have to get a flawed, uh, a flawless card to get X, Y, and Z. You could just go in there and play as long as you kind of do quite well, you're going to get more rewards. And even if you just, I think, didn't you just say it was for wins that you kind of got a drop of a weapon? Because I vaguely remember you saying that a couple of weeks ago that you were testing that. I believe that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For, for for yeah, round you win. There's a higher chance to drop weapons, and yeah. and we also learned you don't have to unlock like the new cataphract grenade launcher. Like you don't have to unlock that on the Save fourteen's card Track. first. Yeah, yeah. To have it available, it's just in the pool to be available to you. Yeah. So in addition to those reward changes, they'll also be running a weekend of trials labs where Chetmate, there it is again, 
Modifier will be active in the playlist, so they're looking forward to seeing how this shakes out a more competitive setting than just standard Crucible Labs. Checkmate, take a drink. But don't worry, we're, we're going to keep you in uh, our, our kites, our sights. We're going to oh, we're going to keep you in our sights. Got it, got it, got it. Ah, uh. right. Don't know what that means, but we're going to keep you there. Um, we're going to talk about how uh, Rose and Mercurial Overreach, both uh, real good weapons. Uh, people have been doing lots of com competitive focusing, or no, they haven't. No, they haven't. They're going. Oh, they're going to be. Mm. Yes. So those this weren't is there for the first two seasons and don't have access to some of those reliable guns in the sandbox once these weapons have gone away. Enter competitive focusing. Nineteen. What is competitive focusing? Well, the Rose Hand Cannon was the competitive weapon that you could get from I think it was from the first couple of seasons, wasn't it? That you could get as a reward. And you could only get like was it like three a week? You could get one on each character for completing the seven games on each character. So you would only get three chances to get a, a hand cannon with a random roll on it. And now we've got the Mercurial Overreach, which is the sniper, which is also in the competitive playlist. But they took out the Rose hand cannon, so you can't get that at the moment. But what they're going to be introducing next season is a way to, for you to focus the Rose hand cannon and the Mercurial Overreach if you want to. So this is part of their kind of, we're just going to hopefully give you more ways of getting the roles that you want so starting in season 23 all retired competitive weapons will be available to focus from shack's legacy crucible focusing menu however it's not as simple as just having the engrams on hand Shax expects you to test your metal as well so you'll only be able to focus them once you have your competitive placement matches done so i will be able to focus nothing so unlike other focusing options, you will be limited to a number of weekly focuses based on the highest rank you have achieved so far in that season. So again, people like me, if, if I am untested still, I have zero weekly focuses. If I get to copper rank, I get one weekly focus. Bronze rank will give me two. Silver gives me three. Gold gives me four. Platinum gives me five. Adept gives me six. And Ascendant gives me seven. So that's not happening for me. But if you are playing competitive, you can have up to seven weekly focuses available to you. Now, it does say you have the highest you've, you know, you've achieved in that season. Now, it doesn't say you have to maintain it. So I'm assuming if you, you know, start the season, get up to Ascendant and then say, yeah, I'm done or don't play as well for the rest of it. As long as you've achieved that Ascendant rank in the season, you'll have those seven weekly focuses available to you. But it does say that, you know, this cap on how many times you can focus can be changed midweek, but only if you rank up. So every week to keep focusing, you're also going to have to finish your weekly matches. Don't worry, though. We've decreased the number of weekly focuses you get. Uh, the number of weekly focuses you get during a single season. No, I'm sorry. Don't worry, though. We will not ever decrease the number of weekly focuses you get during a single season. So you can only get more focuses. You cannot lose focuses. So the max rank you earn will always be what we count against. So if you have had a rough week or an unlucky streak, you won't be punished. So yeah, so I, sort of as I was saying, if you if you started playing well and you got to gold and you get those four weekly focuses, but then you fall off and you fall back to bronze or copper, you will still have the four weekly focuses from gold as you play. But if you you know team up with a buddy or go on a hot streak and you go from gold up to adepts, let's say, 
It'll take you from four to six weekly focuses, and then six is what you'll get going forward. It's never going to decrease, only increase. And the increase does kick in midweek. You don't have to wait for your weekly reset to get your more focuses once you've earned them. Cool. So what what are these prices going to be? These weapons are intended to be some of the most reliable weapons available, and as such, we consider them valuable, similar to adept weapons. Um, So the price of these are going to be three Crucible Engrams and 25,000 Glimmer. And they're going to continue watching and monitoring, blah, blah, blah. Get out there and make Shaxx proud. (laughs) Yeah, so so three Crucible Engrams. So that, I mean, if you've played any amount of Crucible, that shouldn't be a problem to acquire and Glimmer. Similarly, if you're out playing the yeah. game, you're earning glimmer. So, so nothing. So, so I do sort of appreciate the. We're not going to limit this based on materials. We're just going to limit it based on you have to engage with the activity, which is kind of how I feel like it should be. Yeah, I mean, so you could potentially play your get get to whatever rank you are, and say you are kind of bronze or silver, and you don't want to play any more for that season. As long as you've got your placement. Bronze, you get the two. Silver, you get the three. You could then just play your own banners, play your trials, play your your regular kind of crucible modes and rack up those engrams with shacks. And then just each week go, right, I've got two that I can then focus for for your bronze. Uh, I have a chance at getting the rose hand cannon roll that I want or the, like silver, you get three rolls. And you could just leave it like that. So every week you could go there and go, right, I've got three rolls. So I need nine engrams throw them at him, see what I get. And you could do that for the entire season. You don't necessarily... And what happens if you don't play any Crucible? How many rolls do you get? None. You get untested, you get zero. Yeah. So get and get yourself oh, tested. Wow, so they actually accommodated for that? Oh, that's yes. dumb. So if you're not playing, you should get bronze, because you suck. Well, no, but well, no, you, you, you first have to be tested first. Yeah. If you're untested, then, I mean, then, then that's... You haven't even bought the ticket to go into the event yet. But you I don't say, even I, want. I don't want to go into the event. I just want to focus. Well, no, you well, can't. Well, then you you absolutely can't focus if, if you don't even earn things to focus, because you need those crucible engrams. Okay, and but I have. Well, hold on, hold on. Y'all, y'all's peer pressure has forced me to have I don't know, like four hundred crucible freaking right. engrams that I'm never going to spend. So I, I just want to spend those that you guys have forced me into getting, and and that's it. I don't want to play more. Well, you could you could still just spend them. You can yeah. no one's stopping you from just going and spending them with shacks. Just walking into the shack slot machine. But I can't focus them. Pulling on his horn and then letting something come out. No, but it's no, only for the two weapons. It's only for the rose hand cannon and the mercurial overreach sniper. Do you care right. about them? Okay. Also, I'm not pulling any horn on shacks, and I definitely don't want to see what comes out of them. Okay. No. Fair enough. <laughs> although, 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 you know, one thing they do, you know, they do say every week to keep focusing, you are going to have to finish your weekly matches. So, so there is that's one thing I, I think I read and then immediately glossed over. So, you do still have to at least play your weekly matches to sort of tell the game, hey, I'm here and I would like to get my, you know, X number of focuses for that week. Do so, those yeah. count towards your rank? So, if I do my weeklies, will, will that be part of the, the ranking thing? Only competitive. Yeah, Com- just competitive Man, stuff. Are you serious? Yep. Yeah. Totally serious. It's competitive focusing. To focus competitively, you have to play in competitive to get to, to, to focus. It's all but I know what you will like for next now. season, Respawn. You will like a new ritual weapon, which will be a void sword. I like the void sword. 
We have plenty of void swords. Is it going to be better than the guillotine? No. Yes. Then why do I care? No, it is. Ow. I don't know what the name of it is. It's Chival- is it chivalric? Chivalric fire will be the first void caster sword. I don't like casters. Oh, but do you like I the void a combo? Stick with art. But do you like a combination of repulsor brace and stabilizing rounds, which will give you high uptime on void overshields? Okay, the void overshields is one thing, but caster caster weapons kind of stink. Maybe like the attrition orbs, a new perk in season twenty three, dealing sustained damage creates orbs of power. Hmm. Hmm. Okay, maybe that would be nice. <laughs> maybe. But maybe. The, I mean, maybe if we put relentless on strikes a, on it. Well, relentless strikes is a given. You have to have that on a sword. Yeah, well, Wait, you is that in the same slot as the orbs? No, no, this is all part of it, because the ritual weapons are a set a thing, aren't they? Yeah, but you have two in one column, two in another column, right? So is the orbs and the the multiple strikes in the same column? Don't know. Don't know yet. Can't tell you. <laughs> it's going to be a void sword. It's going to be a caster sword. Maybe it'll be fun. Um, I'm more excited about that than a hand cannon. I'll give it that at least. Uh yeah, although a lot of people were excited about the hand cannon because it was it felt really well, didn't it, for this season? Yeah. I've got it. I it's, it's in the vault. Yeah. I've got I've got two of them. I they're they yeah, they exist. I, I've collected them, I've put them on the on the shelf in the corner and that's where they live. Yeah, and as always you can have an ornament for Crucible Gambit or Vanguard, which will make it look red, green, or orange. Mm-hmm. So that's good. So we did tell you a couple of weeks ago, and Bungie did tell us what weapons were leaving this season, even like the, the week that they were currently in. Oh, oh, by the way, this one's leaving, so get on it. But they're, they're telling us again what's left, what's returning. So for Trials, leaving is the Immortal Submachine Gun and Astral Horizon Shotgun. New is the Incisor Strand Adept Trace Rifle. Ooh, that sounds cool. And returning is the Eye of Soul Kinetic Adaptive Sniper, and they've put a foundry on it, so it's the Cassoid? Cassoid? Yes. Yes, that one. That Cassoid foundry. Which maybe means something to someone, but yeah. yeah. Cassoid? Mm -hmm. Whatever whatever way I'm saying it, it's it's that foundry. The the Eye of Soul is coming back. If if you know, you know. (laughs) If If you've been murdered by it, you'll know. And yeah, the Horizon Shotgun is leaving, and uh, it's up this week, so go get it while you can if you hear this in time, and if not, then you didn't, and uh, you're sad. It'll still be available in the loot pool if you want to kind of go to St. 14 and buy it next season. The the old weapons are still there, so it, it may not be an adept version, but you can still buy them. So They're always still around, sort of. Iron Banner, so this week coming up is Iron Banner excitement because it is iron banner control confirmed in the twab this week cannot go back on it bungee but you probably will just you know i know you will (laughs) i know you will fortress here we come (laughs) yeah so leaving is the dark decider auto rifle which was a bit meh anyway and the gnora's axe slug shotgun so new is the lethal abundant strand high impact auto rifle oh we like an auto rifle round here We'll have one, yes, please. Maybe we'll have yes. six. Mm-hmm. I haven't got enough space in my inventory for six, but I'll have six. Thank you very much. And Absolutely. returning is the Wristwalker Kinetic Lightweight Shotgun, probably with some new perks. Nightfalls, leaving is the Buzzard Sidearm 
and a fan favourite, the Swarm Machine Gun. And new is the undercurrent Arc Waveframe Breach Grenade Launcher. And returning is the RR4 Arc Adaptive Sniper. I'm not sure if I wanted to trade the buzzard for the sniper, but hey-ho. I get to choose. I'm not in charge of buggy yet. Yeah, so so we're gonna we're gonna take your shotguns away. We're gonna give you sniper rifles, and then in Iron Banner, we're just gonna trade a shotgun for a shotgun. Got mm-hmm. it. Yep. You get one, and you get another. But the, the, yeah. the it's 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 a it's a it's a shotgun pellet shotgun. It's not a slug. Yeah. So it's different. Just like Festival of the Lost next year. Might be different. Might be the same. They they have uh, pictures. Well, not pictures. They have links to pictures because we don't know how to put pictures in the, in the TWAB anymore. Not so anymore. There, there's some lovely pictures you can go look at on the social yeah. mediums. I can't tell you what they are because they're links. They're not pictures. And I'm going to be a respawn and, and just not click them. I, I missed so, out on completing my Festival of the Lost this year. I was a bit upset that I missed out. I realized I was too. I was focusing on my pulse rifle kills, and I got those done. And then realized I had never run a dungeon slash master nightfall. Basically, did something hard with the mask on, so I just absolutely did not complete that. Piece all, of it. all I had to do, I, just, I did that last weekend. It was quite. I remembered it was quite quick. Uh, I went into trials, put the mask on. Thank, thank the you know the maker, the stars, whoever. Thank somebody. I was with two kind of trials gods. They won three rounds back to back, and it nice. just completed. And I was like, that is lovely. I, I've I've got a win. I, I could go back into trials and see if I can get, find these other gods to carry me to the lighthouse. I didn't. I didn't have enough time, but I, I managed to get that one done. The only one I didn't manage to get done is do the haunted enough haunted lost sectors. I was mm-hmm. like, I was sad. I missed out by three. Um, oh. Yeah, yeah, that's rough. I I I I played a whole bunch of again. I, like I, you know, I played on my lost sectors. I, I I played a lot of the activity now as much as I have in past years. Yeah, but I played a good bit of it. I only got the one stupid um, memento to drop, just the initial one. I never saw a second one dropping, even after grinding through lost sectors and playing a combination of the legendary ones and then the regular ones and just. Never saw a second one to drop. So oh. Again, I, and and I was I was dutifully deleting the gambit mementos, which I have on like every crafted weapon I have. I you know I put the I put the other black one on the you know the special the lost one on the Bria's love that I crafted, so it was out of the inventory. Made sure I had I had a, a lovely spot just just ready for another memento to drop. Never got another one to drop. Do you know how to get the mementos? Yes. So I. Uh, I completed all three steps, which should have unlocked it, and then said, "Go do the things." Unless you're no. going to tell me that that no, I, I've done something else wrong, which could very well be the case. Well, you remember the eerie engrams? Mm-hmm. If you went to Eva and just decrypted them as just standard eerie engrams, that's what gave you the mementos. Did that too. Okay. Decrypted all those because I wasn't. I wasn't. I, I didn't care about to focus them on anything in particular. Yeah, I was just turning. I was them in worried then that yeah, you you weren't folk, or weren't just turning those in because that's yep. where they came from. Yeah, nope, turn, turn them all in again. I, you know, I, I don't feel like I had that many of them over the course of the last couple of weeks because it just didn't feel like it was giving me very many. But, you know, I, I turned in every single one I had. Oh. Just never got another one, which I'm you know not terribly upset about. But just like if this is kind of the thing, you're like, oh hey, look, you get this to drop. 
maybe uh, have them drop at all. Mm. Anyway. Anyway. That's my that's moan. <laughs> and, and now we have a player support report where other people are going to moan about the things that are broken and fixed. Yeah. Uh, it, it does say the statements expressed in the previous player support re- report regarding candy corn do not pr- represent the official stance and opinions of the player support team as a whole. So glad they got that all cleared up. Um, as we struggle with last week and continue to struggle with um, beginning November 5th in the United States, um, we decided to change our clocks because we hate light and freedom and you know America as a whole. So we did that. And now, now your weekly update is different at 9 a.m. Pacific time, 1700 UTC, which, or UTC negative eight. Um, so yeah, if if you play this game for any amount of time, you know when the silly US changes its times, the your weekly reset time fluctuates an hour, or doesn't fluctuate an hour depending on where you are because time zones are a myth that made up and make no sense. So yeah, that's different now. A uh, couple of known issues besides time as a whole and the sunlight being taken from us. When inspecting vice auto rifles, the weapons will rotate around the incorrect point. Not sure what point, but the incorrect one. Uh. Players can sometimes get blocked from progressing in the Crotozen raid, requiring them to return to orbit. The Mindbender's ambition shotgun no longer glows when dealing damage to enemies. Now that is a mm-hmm. big issue. That is a, that's a big selling point of that weapon. Give the glow mm-hmm. back. Well, don't worry, because uh, high volumes of multi-kills can result in bird errors. Caca. Yeah. Those are the, those are our four issues, besides the time change, which <laughs> is, is, is an it's issue. It's always an issue. In, in it's an itself. issue for us, yeah. yeah. I love the fact that you guys get your... We, we changed our clocks over here. We changed our clocks two weeks before that, but nothing was given to us to say, oh, by the way, over in the UK, you've changed your... I mean, I'm guessing somewhere else in the world, they, they change their clocks on different days, which then auto also auto, you know, does something to the, the reset time wherever you are. I'm, I'm not happy about that. Listen, Bungie, Bungie has given you a support avenue in different languages, but they don't care about the time change in, in the other places. Okay. It just it, it it's time. We we don't deal with time. Time is very silly. And you can get into a real real fun rat hole of um here's all the places that do or do not uh you know observe the time change. And sometimes they're inside geographically of other places that do the opposite of that. So time is time is a myth, it's all made up. And um Rolk is out of time in, in the movie of the week. There is only one. He is Rolk. And then we do have some art, and then um, the, the the Destiny Two team will see us next week. Whoever whoever they are, for Iron Banner Control, allegedly, allegedly, we'll see. Yeah. My team, we'll yeah. see. We we will see. Make sure that we see. I'll go and test it. Do, the the big question though is, they've said that we're going to get Control, but they haven't said anything about Relic coming back yet. Is Relic going to be available in this final two weeks of the season? Is this what they meant? Did they mean when they said Relic will return in the final couple of weeks of the season, this is the final couple of weeks of the season, and did they mean to put Checkmate Control in instead of in the meantime? Don't know. Who knows? Bungie probably doesn't even know. They probably not even touch Labs. 
They probably lost somebody that was dealing with labs during the, the great redundancy of 2023, and they haven't been back to touch it. Nobody knows. Nobody has any idea. No. It is what it's going to be, or it's not. And we just have to wait and find out what, what happens. Fair enough. This is your weekly rundown of Season 22, Week 13, Season of the Witch. The Dreaming City this week is at a weak curse level, which means Pet Revenge can be found in the Strand, and has the Broken Courier mission for the next week. The Blind World features Scorn enemies and the Plagues, Sycorus and Varicus. The Ascendant Challenge this week will be the Forfeit Shrine, which can be located over in the Gardens of Vassilia. On the Moon, the weekly story mission is Beyond. The Trove Guardian and the Wandering Nightmare, the Fallen Council, are both located in Archer's Line. Nightmare hunts Zydron, Servitude. Tanix, Isolation, and Skolas, Pride. On Europa this week, Kredis the Dark Priestess will be the Empire Hunt, Eventide Ruins will be the Eclipse Zone, and the Exo Challenge will be Survival. Dares of Eternity Legendary Rounds are Vex, Kabul, and Krota. The Scatterhorn Armor Set and the Perfectus Armor Set will be available in Dares of Eternity with Weapon Set 2. Scathelock, Extraordinary Rendition, Brass Attacks, Threaded Needle, Coduello, Imperial Needle, Far Future, Honor's Edge, Distant Termulus, Interference 6, Shepherd's Watch, and Annual Skate. The Witch Queen Weekly Story Mission is The Arrival, Altar of Reflections Choice, and Altar of Reflections Pact. The Lightful Weekly Mission is Breakneck, the Partition Mission will be Backdoor, and the Vex Incursion this week will be Zephyr Concourse. The Crota's End Raid Challenge this week is the first encounter, Enter the Abyss, called Conservation of Energy. The Root of Nightmares Raid Challenge this week is the second encounter, Scission, called Crossfire. The Vow the Disciple Challenge this week is the third encounter, the Upender, called Defenses Down. The Vault of Glass Challenge this week is the second encounter, Oracles, called The Only Oracle for You. The Deep Zone Crypt Challenge this week is the first encounter, Crypt Security, called Red Rover. The Garden of Salvation Challenge this week is the first encounter, Embrace, called To the Top. And the Last Wish Challenge this week is the first encounter, Kali, called Summoning Ritual. Your Pinnacle Raid will be King's Fall over in the Legends tab, which means all challenges will be available for each encounter with the exotic scout rifle Touch of Malice being far more from the final boss. The Pinnacle Dungeon will be Duality over on the Derelict Leviathan on the Moon, and the exotic Mission Rotator will be Presage, with the Dead Man's Tower exotic scout rifle being the main reward. The Season of the Haunted and Opulent Weapon Sets, plus the Eidolon Pursuant Armor Set. Lost Sectors, Tuesday Bunker E15 on Europa for exotic chests, Wednesday Bay of Drowned Wishes on the Dreaming City for exotic helmets, Thursday, Vel's Labyrinth on the Cosmic Dome for exotic boots. Friday, Exodus Garden 2A on the Cosmic Dome for exotic gauntlets. Saturday, Sepulchre on the Throne World for exotic chests. Sunday, Extraction on the Throne World for exotic helmets. And Monday, Metamorphosis on the Throne World for exotic boots. Our 13th featured Nightfall of the Season was CSA Stuff against Alakul in the Lightblade over on the Throne World, with the loaded Question Fusion Rifle being the featured weapon. Lord Shaxwing's Memento Control to the Crucible for the 13th week of the season, Rift in the Relentless Crucible playlist, Relic in Crucible Labs, and Iron Banner Control all week long, with double XP across all Crucible modes. Also, don't forget to start collecting all of the Season of the Witch Pass items and your Reward Track items and engrams from the Tower Vendors before the end of the season. Plus, you can start hoarding those bounties and get a leg up on XP and artifact progression for next season. And that's it for week 13 of Season of the Witch. So, we, we have had another email this week came came in live Ooh. whilst we were recording this week's show Ooh. so it, it's hot off the press and it's in a bit of an apology i, I don't know if it, they're apologizing to everyone or just but they, they want some information parody they'd like some information right. so our friend kelvin who emailed in uh last week to say that i was a liar still i'm, I'm not 100 sure on this but 
I got around to listening to the episode and I apologise for letting my emotions get the better of me. The lies I was referring to are probably not real, but I was mostly asking Parody and Respawn to tell us the stuff we don't know about you. Me, I guess. I appreciate Respawn giving us a hunter build. Night Demon and Parody, all all you had to do was look at what you had equipped and say what it was. Okay, well, we can do that this week, probably because Parody still hasn't done his homework. Respawn is not here. Again, he's disappeared again, having having time of his life. Well, so, it, sounds like, it sounds like Respawn's off the hook, though, because Respawn gave him a build, so he he seems satisfied with that. So it's just that you and I have been slackers. And also, uh, nobody knows anything about Night Demon. He is convinced we are all Americans living in our parents' basements, and he is absolutely a mystery an enigma and may not even really exist. There's no way to know. Well, what we could tell people is that normally when we have our Christmas and New Year show, when Bungie go off and do their thing and, and we don't have a twab to go over, we go over some, like, some of the details and, and tell you what's happening this week in Destiny as you know, I will drop in at some point in the show. You may have already been there. You may have already listened to it, but it's here somewhere in the show and it's timestamps, so don't worry. So... You know, we, we, we kind of cover the Disney news, but then we get to the nitty gritty. We, we, we talk about stuff. Sometimes we play games. So this year, I think we've got a few things lined up for, for a bit of fun. Hopefully, you know, there, there'll be some more gameplay and more shenanigans and more chat about stuff. Uh, sometimes uh, I, I invite Deacon along and she divulges stuff about me to the other two that then gets put out in the podcast for for christmas and new year so if you want to ask questions about any of us you know send your questions to the show at two titans and a hunter at hotmail.com and we will collate them and then we will answer them in our christmas show so you could ask us what our favorite breakfast cereal is or do we still have a pair of pants from when we were 12 years old or i don't know uh stuff just anything you want to know about us we may not answer it but we may answer it so there you go the mystery yeah you you can ask us anything at christmas we some of us get drunk some of us don't you know i i don't drink but respawn does and uh deacon does so if deacon's drunk she will answer all the questions about me and laugh maniacally about it you'll realize just how much deacon and respawn are the same person yeah i'm i'm not married to respawn no no, no, no. <laughs> not, not that much of the same person, but um, very, very similar. So the build that I am currently rocking, Calvin, on my Warlock is a Rufus's Fury auto rifle. Now, I really enjoy this pairing it with the Strand subclass because uh, I got one to drop, which was magical. It was, it was completely magical. It's got armor-piecing rounds. It's got re-round, rewind rounds. When this magazine's magazine is empty, it refills from reserves based on the number of hits. So as long as I'm hitting something, it keeps refilling. And that is true in Crucible as well. So I love it for Crucible. And then it's got paracausal affinity. So final blows of energy type matching this weapon's alignment grants increased damage for a short period of time. So light subclasses, uh, you know, give a boost to the light weapons, darkness to the dark weapons. So that's why I like pairing it with the strand. I've been mixing and matching either kind of depending on what I was in. So I was using a Yotun at some points. Sometimes I was using uh, my Oversoul Edict, depending on what I was actually doing this week. But yeah, at the moment, it's kind of 
there's a because I think I was still doing stuff for um, no, I was doing the witches stuff this week. So uh, I was running like Seventh Inspire with the Alactic principle, which was the machine gun, to get the points for doing uh, getting kills in those activities for one of the uh, challenges on the season pass stuff. So I was doing that. Um, I am rocking 22 mobility, 100 resilience, 90 uh, recovery, 58 discipline, 40 intellect, and 71 strength. And the exotic armor piece that I was rocking was the swarmers, because I was dropping my rift, getting the swarmers. I was getting swarmers from all the kills. And like the way that I'd set up the strands, like throwing out my grenades, I would get the little strand buddies, you know, the little threadlings, and just they were just attacking people wherever I was. So that was good fun. So that's what I was rocking this week, having a bit of fun in there. And I've just noticed I've got candy still sitting on my Titan in the, um, oh my word, I've got one, two, three, four, five. I've got nine um, Eerie Engrams just still sitting there. Oh my God. Well, clear out your postmaster, guys. You, you can hold on to those for next year. And I, so not I will. Any of I will. The... No, I'm going to hold on to it. Now, now that you've said it, I'm going to hold on to it. For a year from now. So set, set your watches, uh, November 2024, as we re- <laughs> revisit this. And <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, what, what are you currently rocking on your Titan? So, well, well, first off, I realized my Titan was 1598, and I was confused for a moment because, again, I have not actually turned on the Xbox this week and forgot the festival has ended. So I, yeah. so, so I did take off the chicken mask and put on a real helmet again because that is no longer a viable option. No. But um, uh, for the record, chicken mask on the Titan and uh, Telesto mask on the Warlock for the duration of the event because why not? Life is short. Uh, so I was just basically running around doing silly side quests and just murdering things in Gambit and just murdering things. Not really, you know, accomplishing much of anything, just sort of grinding through lost sectors. And I had a, I just crafted the Antilles return, uh, strand shotgun. And cause I needed something to put my latest Gambit memento in to get it out of my inventory. So crafted that threw that thing on just started running around with that. Cause I was walking up to, uh, the, the headless ones and uh, just saying, hi, I have a shotgun you had a face and now it's gone. So that was good fun. Uh, crafted the Bria's love and have been really enjoying that. And I put my lovely single lost memento into that one. And I've just been leveling that up because I just I really enjoy the feel of that um, scout rifle. So that's what I've been rocking for a while. Uh, the heavy slot, I've got the semi semiotician, the strand rocket launcher. Yeah, I've been using it for a while just because I, I figure if I'm going to if I'm going to do strand, we're going to run all the things strand. Yeah, I was basically I, I basically am in basically going before I crafted the Intel return. I was running around with the different times uh, strand pulse rifle or I was running around with the um, Quicksilver Storm going. If, if I'm going to if I'm going to be a strand Titan, I'm going to lean all the way into strand. And I was rocking the, you know, obviously the helmet during the, the event, um, but I had a wild hunt helm on. Along with basically a uh, uh, silly fish styled, what is this? Is that called the aphotic lamellar set? Lamellar okay. set? Whatever. Basically, the ones that make give you gills and make you look like a fish. Had that <laughs> set on along with the syntheseps styled to look like the, um, the augmented auspice ornament. Basically, the ones that look just very robotic. Uh, running around with all that stuff on. 
and uh, yeah, running around a strand with the banner of war, obviously. With uh, 100, 100 resilience, 100 discipline, about 60 recovery, and uh, the other three stats don't matter. So, running around, have a good time with that. And uh, yeah, just running around, punching things with the banner of war, getting up close and murdering things, and uh, rinse and repeat. Fair and the warlock, I was doing a, a lovely little solar build that I think Mactix had told me to run, basically uh, throwing fusion rifles on everything with the, what is this thing, the Starfire Protocol. Basically running around... Uh, maxing out discipline and just uh, throwing grenades on everyone and everything and then setting them on fire with a random collection of solar weapons. Hmm. So yeah, that's what I've been running. And this week, nothing, because uh, it, it's been a week. Yeah. Uh, if, the, if this show needed a subtitle, it would just be called It's Been a Week. <laughs> it's Been a Week. Destiny 2. Yeah. Ah. Uh. No, that was last week. This week, we're ignoring what happened last week. We're just going to continue going. Absolutely. Which which is kind of the thing, I mean, touching back on it from last week, is the kind of thing with business, is that, that people just carry on. You know, there's, there's redundancies across all different areas. And unless that business is completely folding, if you're in a kind of a, a big... I mean, Bungie isn't a small kind of company, so they're not going to fold. They're now kind of in with Sony that they might be folded into Sony at some point, but it was a different kind of deal. But what I'm saying is that if, if you're made redundant from a big company like Apple and they're they're never going to kind of fold. So it's like, I don't know where I was going with this. It's like, they will just continue doing what they're doing and people will forget and you will just kind of, yeah. Yeah. Is, is, yeah. At the end of the day, Bungie's still going to make games. People are still going to go back to covering games. Yeah, and 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 that's the thing. Again, I've I've you know I I tend to stay away from the more toxic and thus popular, or well, you know popular and thus toxic places on the internet for Destiny Two, like the Destiny Two subreddit. Uh, no, dip a toe in every now and again. Don't live there. Yeah. Um, but let let people play the game or not play the game as they see fit. There, there's no hard and fast rule about how you can never play destiny again, or how dare you talk about destiny after what happened? Everybody is going to come at this differently. You know, don't, don't scream at people because they're covering a game and you feel like they shouldn't or vice versa. Just, just, just stop it. Stop yeah. it. Just you stop didn't. it. So that being said, have people been covering the game? Have they been putting out videos? I have things been happening. Well, there was a couple of cool videos. There were a couple of cool videos this week from Above, who did his own kind of community summit with content creators. So for the first week, he had, or for the first day, he had Datto, uh, Miss 5000 Watts, and Jarv join him. And they were talking about the game and what's after the final shape. And then the second one that they had, or the second day that he had, he had uh, Glad. Evan1997 and Manodestra. And I do believe that Bontis said that he was on another one, which hasn't been released as yet. So, and they're just kind of talking about Destiny as a whole and going forward with Destiny and what they kind of like to see in the game and, and different things. So I, I recommend going listening to those if you want more Destiny content. It's, it's definitely more Destiny content from some of the cool content creators out there that have some really cool opinions. So go and check that out. Unknown this week did a really cool video on the adaptive pulse rifles and pairing this with Radiant. And when I thought he was, I saw it in the thumbnail, like I was thinking, you know, Warlock standing in a rift shooting and it's a 0.6 TTK. And he uses the Iron Banner 
pulse rifle, the solar one. Uh, I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head. I'm just going to have a look. Gorgeous Pledge? Joram's Claw. Joram's Claw. Mm. So Joram's Claw is a 390 RPM with an impact of 29, and I'm not sure of the, the range on this. But using that with any kind of damage perk, and I think he had Headseeker on his. I've got Headseeker on mine as well, which is quite nice. So body shot damages increase the precision damage for short period of time and he was using this with radiance and he was using it on a hunter so you know the kind of i think it's a new thing that they can kind of do that kind of spin and they uh, jump down on the floor and stab their knife in the floor and they become radiant for a a small amount of time he was using it with that kind of build and it was doing awesome in the crucible so so i've I've got to feature this you know iron banner coming up next week people might want to kind of go and look for a jorum's claw and um see if they can get some you know, a damage perk on there, pairing it with Radiance, and see what they can do. So go and check that one out. And I was talking about the Imbaru engine earlier and how to solve it. So Ibontis has all the guides, which are still in our show notes, but he has the season finale puzzle, how to solve it and where to get the, the card and things from. So I'll link that in the show notes. But there was more of a kind of larger community kind of solving of this, how, how kind of these symbols work. I mean, you can go and just punch in the coordinates and get the, the thing at the end of the game. But Scarrow9 did a really, really cool video. It's about 12 minutes long of how, the, how he kind of solved the puzzle because apparently he just kind of went off and did it by himself. And it's uh, all these weeks of the Embaro engine of kind of, when you've gone in these different rooms, there are different symbols and different statues, which all link to this kind of last kind of puzzle. And he shows you how it was all kind of worked out in a really cool video. So you can check that one out if you need to. So the last one this week, I know it's going to be a sensitive one, but there is a build with the Tessellation fusion rifle from the the Final Shape pre-order. Yes. And a Hunter build that you can do unlimited grenades. Asacross goes through the build of how to kind of get your grenades up all the time with this weapon, and he's called it the Spider Moth build. Respawn probably already knows about it. Respawn's probably already done it, but it's a really cool build, and I thought I'd kind of, you know, if people have still got their pre-orders, then and they've got this weapon, you, you might as well try it if you're on a hunter. So there you go. I was just going to say, does it work with trip mine grenades? Can you load seven trip mines up onto someone? <laughs> well, I suppose it's whichever cooldown of whichever grenade cools down the fastest out of the strand one. So, because it has to be a strand build. Ah, mm, uh, okay. Yes. Good times, good times. Yeah. For hunters, anyway. That is it for the tips, tricks, guides, and builds. Calvin forcing us to tell him what we've got on our characters at this point in time. Respawn's not here to argue with us. So. I guess it's over to you to thank our members, the the loyal following that we have. Indeed, indeed. I think this is where we say, um, first off, our condolences. You were unable to listen to the show live this week because uh, there was no live version because Respawn moves like a ghost in the night, like a hunter out in the mist, hunting for loot and glory. We don't know what he's up to. You don't know what he's up to. But if you'd like to maybe get a tiny insight into that, patreon.com slash TTAH, and you too cannot be threatened with a good time like Zep Orbit and K4. You can join the Utter Dance Troop, led by the Immortal, the T-Rex King, the Scarlet KM, BHS Nightcrawler, Melamali, and Dedicated Way M64. And why do they dance, Night Demon? They dance because there are grenades. So many grenades. The sky, much like that scene in 300, 
covered in arrows. Only these guys cover it in grenades. Carter 2782, Golden God 1562, Renewable basically Salt, Zombie Pops, Renard Collant, and Fire Squad 1688. Blacken the skies with the amount of grenades they are throwing for our Otter Dance troop. And Deacon, hard at work, crafting brilliant strategies for Dimwee, Gravy Jeff, PP Pipe, and the Drifter's Driftwood, her day one raid team. And thank you to all of you lovely, lovely human beings who support what we do here at this lovely show. And uh, yeah, I think we've come to the end. And this is where I say thank you for joining us. Your Titans are parody and night demon. Your hunter is no one responds in real life. who will hopefully make it through Veterans Day in one piece. If, if you if you want to give us, you know, advice, feedback, uh, AMA style, ask me anything uh, for the for the for the holidays to titanhunterhotmail.com. We're on, you know, all the social mediums, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, y- you know where to go. Type Two Titans and a Hunter into a search box. You will find us. You can find this show wherever you find your podcasts. You can go to twotitansandahunter.com to get all the show notes and all the things we talk about linked to every week. You should follow us on YouTube for each new episode, weekly update video, and all the live streams. They all go up there. All the things you want in one place. And if you'd like to join the Outer Dance Troop, threaten us with a good time, throw more grenades, or train to be one of Deacon's Day One Raid Raiders. You can join our Patreon at patreon.com T-T-A-H. If you're looking for more casual encounter, you can go and buy some coffee at ko-fi.com slash two titans and a hunter. If you want the thrill of live action, spicy language, and often live streams of the show, but not always, twitch.tv slash no one respond in real life. And if you want to keep it proper and family friendly, like the lovely British gentleman night demon, twitch.tv slash two titans and a hunter, Go there, hit subscribe, hit the bells. You'll know when they stream, and then you'll be notified, and then you will know. You will have all the power. G.I. Joe, knowing is half the battle, and the other half the battle, battling. Always battling. With lots of lots of colored laser beams. And I've run out of words to say. So Night Demon, tell the people goodbye, and uh, we'll be back next week to do this again. Whether you want to or not. <laughs> goodbye. And there's no live audience to Destiny 2 Podcast.